All right, hello everybody. Uh, welcome to episode six of Callahan's Corner. We're joined by my third guest, third all-time guest. First we had Matt Lamb, Patrick Mon, and now we have the one, the only, the lovely, the talented Hunter Hughes. Hunter, how are you doing today? I'm doing really great, and I'm so honored to be on here. This is so exciting for me. Cool, cool. Um, you're telling me, you know, you do nannying and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. well, just to clarify to the audience. We weren't, like like the last two guests, we were pretty good friends, me and the last two guests, but me and Hunter are more acquaintances, you know, I wanted yeah. to mix it up. So this is going to be more of an interview about Hunter, just going to know Hunter a little bit, then we're going to get into the topics I like to talk about okay. later on. So, just to start, like, let's go through your day. What did you do today? You know, what was it like? How was it compared to your normal schedule? Was it pretty normal, or...? Pretty, uh, kind of. I have been staying at my parents' house, and they live up in Clintonville, but because I have an apartment on OSU's campus, but it's just been a lot easier with work because the kid I nanny for is like five minutes away versus 15 in the morning. So that was like a little bit different from like my normal routine. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, I just wake up at like eight and I go over there at nine and then we just hang out. She's super easy and super like nice, normal like child, which I'm very thankful for. Um, And then we go to the pool right when it opens at noon and then we leave at four and that's usually my typical day, unless her parents, like, have to stay late or something like that, but, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. How long have you been uh, babysitting? Probably, I don't know, I started with my cousins, like, when I was, like, maybe in seventh grade, <laughs> okay, and then from wow. there, it's yeah. just, like, it's gone on, like, I use Facebook a lot, too, to find families, but recently, it's just been pretty local with, like, word of mouth finding other people but yeah ever since ever since probably like seventh grade I've been nannying on and off if I don't have like another stable job but I love nannying in the summer Mm -hmm. you get paid a lot and it's super easy kids are fun you do fun things so like you know yeah for sure I mean yeah nannying seems like a pretty popular job a lot of Mm -hmm. you know girls our age seem to be doing it so yeah it is there's a ton of people that nanny and I had I've had like five people ask me where like to go for families and stuff and I'm like just on Facebook or like post something saying you're looking because I'm like especially now there's a ton of people even though it may not seem like it that really want like the help because yeah yeah, I literally one of my friends you know Carolyn yeah um she nannies for this like little girl but even both the parents are home all day just working from home and she's just with the kid like at their house like jobs like that now too yeah Yeah. so cool yeah that's the power of Facebook power social media that so many older people can't stand Uh but what's your um what do you think of social media what do you think of not just Facebook (laughs) but how do how are the different social media platforms do you think are different and do you overall like social media? Are you one of those people that's like, ah, oh, social media is terrible, like, we could do without it? You know, what What are your thoughts on social media? Just real quick. Oh, real quick, okay. I well, was not, like, not honestly, real quick, you okay. can expand. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I've been kind of reflecting on it a lot. Like, literally last week, I deleted all my apps. Just, like, I deleted Twitter, Instagram, my TikTok, Snapchat, really? Facebook. Like, I just got rid of them because I, I don't know, sometimes it's just good to get like a relief from it all almost because yeah. it really does consume all of our lives and it was actually because of Stella the little girl I nanny because she she's not on any social media and yeah. I'm just like wow what would I do with myself if I didn't have all of these because I go right. and I look and I spend hours every day like scrolling through pointless yeah. things looking at people I don't even know like their lunch that day and I'm like why do I care about this like I could be doing something productive yeah. with my life you know but that that's like a totally new mindset because I was before like very into it always posting always doing stuff and still sometimes now I catch myself in that kind of mentality but I definitely think 
especially now I've been realizing how much it really consumes people and kind of just like all the negative things that come along with it that I think are really overshadowed but um a lot of it's I've just been becoming more aware that it's not really like I feel like the best thing for people I think it does have good qualities and I think with how it started you know it was like I wonder what the creators of Instagram were like thinking when they did it what was their goal and if looking back now if they would feel bad or regret their decision because like they literally changed the whole world with just that and some people would Mm -hmm. say like for a very negative way or also a positive Positive way way. so it's just interesting when you think about that like what what would our world be like today when if instagram didn't exist exactly you know it's kind of a little bit of a blessing in disguise because of covid Mm -hmm. that we have social media and we have so many connections to people yeah um but yeah it's interesting that you went dark all (laughs) sophomore year i completely went dark as well i back in high school i really did not like social media Mm -hmm. because i feel like it made it like it felt like you were elevating people above like giving them almost a celebrity like status but they're just normal everyday people you know so it's crazy like no i totally get that and i was thinking too it it doesn't you don't really even know who the people are because you can create a perfect facade on social media and it's not like who you are at all in real life or you know it's yeah you know things like that and like you said it, it puts people on a pedestal and stuff but i don't think that's fair really because you know you you still don't know who the people are and it really shouldn't matter that much it's so weird like we as people like we make our we our brains make those first connections when you see somebody you see their body language and you know subconsciously whatever but it's also i feel like social media a lot of people use it before to like go and look at people and then make judgments and do that kind of thing and it's just so like i don't know i feel like kind of blinding to who like people really are and people used to like people i think are relying too much on social media for (laughs) needs other than like how it started you know like i don't know it just controls a lot of people's thoughts yeah exactly like a very funny joke it's not that funny but i mean it's kind of funny you know have you you ever seen mark zuckerberg like an interview or anything sometimes yeah and the people say he looks like a a robot or something yeah exactly yeah he he created the joke is oh he created facebook because this is the best way he knows how to socialize with people because he doesn't know how normal people actually socialize so i've never thought about that but that's also true because like you said with corona and everything it it was helpful (laughs) to have social media when we were all isolated because it's like what would we do without it during corona like would we just be calling people all the time or like writing letters because i remember (laughs) yeah yeah, like i remember when the day like i downloaded my instagram and then i was like after that i feel like it just it changes it changed everything like that and facebook and like snapchat because then when we all got it like i feel like our generation was that generation to kind of like get it really started it yeah yeah. and so then i was just like what like what was my life before like how did we communicate and like always feel interconnected still back then without it even though now if we weren't like to have it people would go like crazy and probably feel so alone but it's Mm -hmm. still so fairly new like but it's made that much of a change like in how our society functions it's just very weird yeah, I think the biggest issue with social media is what you're seeing is more people are making way more stereotypes and generalizations based on yeah. somebody's social media account, you know, mm-hmm. versus, you know, back then it's like you had to actually have a conversation with somebody, yeah. actually get to know the person yeah. and learn about the person. Yeah. You know, obviously we always judge people initially, but mm-hmm. with social media, 
it's harder to re- you think you really know someone, yeah. but you really don't know someone because all yeah. they're posting are you know their highlights and really the best part of their yeah. day. You know that's true because almost nobody's gonna post about you know all the negative flaws or negative qualities they have or bad things that happen to them. Yeah, and so that's why I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's crazy how much of a mask it it allows people but then i also i don't want to be here like hating on it because it does help people you think like small businesses and spreading awareness and stuff for sure like the whole black lives matter thing that was all powered with like twitter and social media and stuff imagine if that didn't exist now would the same thing happen it's just it's very weird like how much social media like impacts everything negatively and positively yeah i think yeah go ahead i think probably to fix it maybe I, I think people just need to start using it properly then or get rid of those like stereotypes and you know things that they think are needed not caring about the likes that's why I kind of like what Instagram is doing how, have, you, have you seen how they're getting rid of like the likes under pictures um, they, like, yeah I, I actually unfortunately I haven't used Instagram since oh, 2014 okay. but I have I have oh. heard about what you're talking about yeah. continue yes. and so no I like that with how <laughs> it kind of gets rid of like what you said the number right yes yeah. the number the pedestal that makes people number one versus is number three yeah. and whatever i like that i think that's a good direction <laughs> but you know still i don't know you know it's all kind of up in the air yeah exactly there's a big debate you know some people think the fcc you know they've really been slacking like oh they need to make laws like oh you should have a certain age when you yeah. get social media but a how are we going to monitor that i mean yeah. there's also some really radical people who are like the fcc should be abolished yeah. <laughs> which i don't yeah. know about that but. yeah and either way people if they want it they're gonna get it like i yeah. know facebook they have rules you have to be 13 but obviously i got mine when i was like 11 <laughs> yeah. and i just put just in my lied. yeah i just <laughs> exactly. lied so yeah. technically i'm like probably like 25 right now on my facebook <laughs> But it's like yeah. even it's it is really hard to regulate, and I think that's why it comes to like if you're old and mature enough, you need to make that decision for yourself, or if you're a parent, just make yeah. sure that you're doing the right things and implementing that. If that's what you want for your kid to like be off social media and stuff, then you need to just really have like you know the trust with them or download like the kids safe apps or something like my the little girl nanny she has a tiktok but yeah, nice. it's like on kid mode she can't okay. follow anybody she can't search anything well, that's good, yeah. she can't post anything mm-hmm. um and she she can just save drafts and just see her for you page yeah it's just weird but you know that's how it is and like she has kid facebook too which is basically Wait, there's, a, there's a kid Facebook or it's like a Facebook messenger for her and her friends but it's like on a kid mode they can only video chat each other it's really weird yeah that's but kind of bizarre I don't how old are these kids again so she's gonna she's gonna turn eight in August and she'll be wow. in third grade I know yeah I can't imagine 2008 me you know doing social media you know just... I wasn't I was not I don't even know what I was doing I was like playing outside <laughs> all day every day like yeah. during the summer and then going to school and when I would come home I think I'd just like watch TV or play with my siblings like yeah total or like play a computer game I remember we had like a lot of computer yeah (laughs) well yeah that and like webkins and stuff but like I'm talking about like even like the little discs that you would put in and like play those games I used to do that a lot but I know it's it's crazy I'm really glad I didn't grow up like on social social media kind of like what she's doing because even now it it scares me sometimes it made me really sad because last week she literally is already calling herself like ugly. She's like oh, she no. hates. She's like she was looking in the mirror <laughs> no, and she bad. was like, "I hate the way I look. Like I have this scar on my forehead, and I'm like a ginger, and I just hate it. Like look at all these pretty girls." And I was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "See, I was like that right there. I was like, wow, that is literally how like because she's on TikTok, she sees all the people dancing that are like, 
whatever. Yeah, and great And I'm like, and Stella, yeah. like, it's not, one, not realistic, two, you're eight, three, you're beautiful no matter what. Like, yeah. But you know, that's what I mean. It's like, this is how... I'm interested to see how much more social media really impacts her generation and growing up like that. Yeah. She's already having those thoughts in third grade. That's I don't bad. think I yeah. did. But it's just sad to see, and I'm sh- definitely sure she's not the only one going through that. But, you know, that's just kind of, that's one thing I noticed that really made me start thinking about it. I was like, why would she even think that? I didn't have those thoughts until, like, probably middle school or something. Exactly. But, like, in third grade, she's only eight. And, like, yeah, that's bad. hates the way <laughs> she looks. Like, yeah. yeah, and, like, comparing herself to, like, all these people on her social media. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's totally a part of, like, I feel like the negative side of, you know, there does need to be a lot more restriction and, yeah. you know, regulation on it. But also, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, a good debate, too, is, uh, you know, smartphones are obviously a big part of our culture, too, not just mm-hmm. social media. Um, and I feel like a lot of people really misuse smartphones. I know I have to keep being, like, all negative about other no. people are misusing. Like, a lot of people use them, obviously, in a good way. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, you, you actually have instant knowledge at your fingertips. Yeah. Too many people forget that. You can, like, yeah. if, you go, if you have a question about how old somebody is or, like, did they make this album, you know, all you have to do is yeah. quick Google search away. You know, that, that's good. We, we didn't have that back then. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the uh, kids that are growing up now with social media. What things do you think, um, like the Mental Health Association in the United mm-hmm. States, this is a pretty broad question, yeah. what what kind of things do they need to do to, um, you know, really work on this problem? Because mental health's really important, just yeah. as important as physical health. So, like, yeah. what, do, what does the Mental Health Association in America need to do for the future generation? I think... Probably one is to make the topic like less of like less taboo because I think looking back growing up like we never talked about mental health no, like in our grade yeah. schools like never I don't Very think it was taboo back yeah, then. yeah. I, and I, I think even now it kind of is because you know she doesn't say anything like that and you know my parents are both teachers but you know they obviously know and stuff but still like within their curriculum it's not taught really you have health class when you're in fifth grade and then in high school again and that's pretty much the only time it's talked about and then they didn't even really talk about mental health so I think one it it, it should start at a very young age like making it more normal and educating people on stuff so that they don't feel like they're alone in this and that you know no there's a way to treat this or go through this and this is how you can go get help if you're feeling this way this is how you know you can calm down or you know those thoughts are normal yeah. Um, implementing it in schools earlier, I think, would be very beneficial. Yeah. Just because I'm looking back at, you know, how we grew up, and it, it was not there at all, and it's still not. And I think that's why it's such a big problem now, and that's why there's so many stigmas around mental, you know, health and illnesses and stuff. Um, yeah. So I think from normalizing it at an early age and getting, you know, really early intervention and making it not a taboo thing in society anymore would really benefit at least for the future generations, especially the ones growing up with social media and stuff, like, you know, looking at Stella, I'm like, wow, that's, like, sad, she's thinking like that, and she was all alone, like, she felt comfortable enough to tell me, That's good. but I'm like, her mom didn't even know, and it's like, I wonder how many other kids are out there feeling like that. Yeah, that's the scary, uh, harsh reality, I guess. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, I mean, you're talking about how schools need to really implement it, I mean, I think there's a lot of issues with the education system. because I think a big problem, at least, that you notice in high schools, you know, when you get to college, like, people realize, you know, yeah. like, you're not just taking the classes to pass. Mm-hmm. You're taking the classes and you actually, like, want to learn the yeah. information. Because, like, with high school, there's, I think, far too many, like, oh, you're just taking this class to pass. Yeah. You know, not enough people 
are taking the class and they actually want to learn from a class because the teachers don't really push you like oh you need yeah. to learn this material they're just like oh here here's an ipad like you know go do whatever and the ipads of course are kind of useful in a way but mm-hmm. you know they should really be instilling like learning you mm-hmm. know actually like understanding the material and learning yeah. from it you know and that's one thing i kind of didn't like about like where we went to school but because yeah. one of my cousins she went to like um, I think it's called like Fort Hayes or something here, yeah. but it was like a career-based school. Yeah, career-building school. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I kind of wish I w- like had that opportunity so I didn't have to like waste all these years learning <laughs> yeah. things that I really wasn't interested Taking, in. Like, algebra. And yeah, all versus this my cousin, yeah. you know, who went there already as a freshman and was pursuing photography because that's what she wanted to do. But it's like you know, she already has so many more years of experience. Actually, likes going to school and right. learn, you know, and doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's important too. That I don't know. I didn't like about how our school was. I just think it was very like I would call it traditional. It's like yeah. you know there just needs to be change with how the world is changing. I think our education system definitely needs to catch up a lot with uh, where yeah. we are. Of course, another big problem is I feel like in high school they don't really set you up to know your career necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like because it's like yeah. okay, yeah. you go to school until you're 18. And then it's like, oh, you got to choose your major, decide what you're going to do the rest of your life. Yeah. And people just opt out and go to business because they're like, oh, that's that's simple. But are you really, yeah. are you actually interested exactly. in business? You know, like, I mean, I'm communication studies. I was journalism, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, this isn't really my thing. So communication studies is really interesting. Yeah. Social science is cool to, like, learn how people yeah. think or, you know, feel about certain things, nonverbal mm-hmm. communication, et cetera. Now, your, your major, remind us of your major real quick. Well, I was in nursing, actually, but I just switched it in March to early childhood education. So I kind of yeah. know what you're talking about. It was like, yeah. yeah, that's what I picked, and I could do it. But I was like, in the long run, I really don't think I would be happy. It's <laughs> okay. not what I really wanted to do. Like, because yeah. after working at the preschool, and, like, I love working with kids and stuff, I was like, I would I just fell in love with it this is what I want to do every day and I just got more like passionate towards that but I was like given not that opportunity I'd probably still be in nursing probably still be unhappy probably wishing I was doing something else and I feel like I have a lot of friends that are kind of in that situation I have like I know so many people that are like in marketing or something and they're just doing it to do it or because that's what their parents did and then I want to ask them like but what are you actually passionate about as like a person they're like oh well I like to draw and make art or like design things or cook and stuff and I'm like why aren't you know it's the whole stigma you have to go to school get this kind of certain degree make this much money and you know but it 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 really pressures people I feel like to not actually do what they want to do and that's why everybody ends up being unhappy and going through a midlife crisis probably when (laughs) they're like 40. Yeah and like a lot of that I think also the older generation I I can't stand it when somebody you know knocks my major because comm studies is actually a really cool major and you can actually you know tell me a job that doesn't need communication you know there's so many that need communication when I tell like one time I'm working at Kroger actually Mm -hmm. right now I'm picking it up you know during this you know crisis or pandemic uh but uh I'm working at Kroger and this older woman was like talking to me I try to make conversation like yeah how you doing you know whatever Mm -hmm. and uh she's like oh are you in school I see you're Kent State I'm like yeah I'm in school I'm majoring in communication studies and she's like now tell me can you get a job with that it's like you gotta be kidding me yeah like see I I even faced backlash too I just told my grandpa that I switched from nursing and he was like oh what so you don't care about the money anymore and I was just like what and my aunt even said the same thing I told her 
And then she was like, oh, my God, why would you do that? And I was like, because I actually like it. And she's like, well, you're not going to work for, like, a private, like, are you going to work, like, for the public school yeah. or whatever so you make more money? And I was like, it's not about the money, people. But, you yeah. know, they were, they're were they both of, like, the older generation. And maybe, you know, that's all why. Because I feel like they grew up and it was like, you work hard, you make your living, wh- whether you yeah. want to or not. And that's how you live your life. Versus now, I'm like, no, I, I'd rather actually spend my life doing something I'm passionate about and that I like. And, like, I'm happy. I told my grandpa, I was like, as long as I'm I'm actually happy, I'll be happy with without the money or with the money. You know? It doesn't matter about the money. Like, yeah. money only buys you temporary happiness, but... Yeah, exactly. I would agree with that. And, like, it's just ridiculous when people go, like, oh, well, like, what, what job can you get with this? What, like, oh, you gotta have a degree to get a job. Like, no, you don't. Like, no. it, it, you, you know, you get the job... <laughs> based on how much you want the job you know it's like you don't like you don't need a degree to work at kroger i mean if you want to if you really want to go to kroger or starbucks anywhere you can just if you love it if that's what you do then that's what you do and you're happy and you know you're not bothering and hating on people and being angry all the time like and you know it is true like a lot of people think you have to go to college to be successful and that's so not true and i'm really glad that's being talked about more because i just see it well, on social media, a lot of people are, like, saying <laughs> that. I always media, see it, yeah. like, on Twitter. Yeah. But it is, it's refreshing to see that. Because you think about it, and, and it's, like, you know, all the art around us and, you yeah. know, or people that have just created their own little businesses and stuff, don't didn't go get a degree. But it's, like, I feel like we, as people and as a society, use a lot from the people that didn't go and get degrees and yeah. stuff. And that, I think, just goes to show you really don't need a degree, but people often, like, overlook that with stuff. Like, I would agree, yeah. Some of the most successful people... I mean, I'm a huge movie guy. You know, how many actors actually got have a college true. degree? Not many, you know? Yeah. And, uh... A bit, you know, it's really big, I feel like, in the arts and stuff. But if you think yeah. about it, if you took away art from this world, this world would literally suck and everybody would hate their lives. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't think people understand how big, like, you could label art, like... So much of it has to do with that when, you know, yeah. you have to have creative minds and creative people behind, like, big projects and literally everything that happens and is developed here. So, yeah. Yeah. I, think- I mean, I think it's almost impossible to completely eliminate art because mm-hmm. I think art is in every facet of everything we do as human beings even your job like working at Kroger scanning groceries that's an art form Mm -hmm. in a way Mm -hmm. you know or even even this podcast is an art form or you know driving is like oh this is the art yeah music radio like you know signs that you see on the road murals on buildings you know the way restaurants are decorated the way your house was decorated design all of that that, stuff it's even like education you know Mm -hmm. the teacher the way they teach that's their like art form yeah, of teaching has their own outlet yeah. i would say there's like a lot of different ways to do it and express yourself and stuff and mm-hmm. yeah that's that's why i think it's like sad when like some high schools and stuff don't like prioritize it like yeah like ours kind of didn't yeah. you know even though it's, and it's arguably such a big sports part. is also an art form in it a way is. you know like i like i'm trying to say there's art and nearly everything. The way it you is. walk, that's there an art form. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm getting a little too artsy here. <laughs> it's but, yeah. so important. No, you're right, though. It is, it's a really big and broad subject thing, but that's yeah. why it's so important. But everybody often, like, overlooks it and stuff. Or, you or know, they just act like, like it's not important. Or they yeah. focus on art that really isn't super mind of Like, like yeah. are you a big Marvel person? For, you know? The, like, the movie? Like yeah, the, yes. No, yeah. not really. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to knock on them. I mean... I've enjoyed some of them, but you know, I feel like it's just the same movie over and over again. Yeah. And it's fun while you're there, 
but then a few months later, you're like, well, what was that movie about? You know, yeah. you're just kind of, but... No, that, that is true. I I think I think I read something recently about, like, how Hollywood is, like, kind of, like, running out of ideas. And if you really look yeah. and, like, look at, like, the scripts of things and just, like, the plots of stories, it's like, they re- they will repeat, like, the same movies yeah. every single year. And we don't you don't realize it just because <laughs> it's different characters and a different kind of storyline. But, like, the plot and the way things happen is always the same. It's like this formula that is just like overused now in like movies and tv shows and probably other things too but it's just because it's so kind of saturated though it almost loses its its meaning kind of like what you were saying i I feel that way with like those like stupid like little rom-commy movies like they make you happy for like 15 minutes after you watch it but then after i'm always like wow i just wasted like two hours of my life watching this little it's nonsense yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah like but, i think people are too focused on producing so you know they're, they're really things. focused on making money not yeah creating not art, quality you know? things yeah yeah I think and see that's why i'm a huge fan of like are you a quentin tarantino fan by chance kind of no i wouldn't <laughs> say like i'm a fan i know his like movies i don't even i is it oh, like really? Kill Bill? Kill Bill's. I don't even even <laughs> see that movie all the way through, but I know who it is who and is. people that like talk about him. Well, yeah, the thing I'll say about him is, you know, he's com- he's nuts. Like, I mean, I think he's yeah, completely nuts, but I, I really like him. I'm a huge Tarantino fan. I'm a mm-hmm. fanboy. You know, some people mm-hmm. can't stand him. That's fine. You know, yeah. whatever. But you know, 2019 with, with movies is it's really interesting. Is you know, there was one point where it was almost all remakes in the theater you know you had Aladdin like you yeah. had Aladdin in you Lion had King. that Men in Black The Lion King yeah. and you had all these it looked like it was the 90s and mm-hmm. then a couple months later you know you get Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Quentin Tarantino's newest movie and then you get Joker mm-hmm. and you get like all like The Irishman went on Netflix you get more original content so it was really kind of an interesting yeah uh, yin yang kind of year you I know? know I was wondering and it was weird to me too when I thought about it because they just like remade High School Musical and oh, yeah, stuff too Plus, and I'm like right? yeah. why? Why are we remaking all these yeah. movies that didn't need to be remade? It's so weird to me yeah. like why they but it's just for money I guess and they had nothing else better to make I don't know or they thought it would be better even though it's the same exact story but yeah the issue with, with remakes is they they're remaking movies that were very successful and yeah. that have, people have a lot of attachment to they should be remaking movies that had potential to be successful, yes. but completely failed. You know what I mean? And like, okay, let's put in a, a more talented person, a more talented crew, mm-hmm. and let's try to like give this movie a breath of fresh air. Like, would you agree with that? Kind of. Well, like, with, yeah. with the Lion King, though, like yeah. I thought it was like yeah. fine. The like I don't. I mean, I get it was <laughs> yeah, like, I'm live not action. Yeah, need to remake the Lion King. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I can. I see what you mean with like that. But yeah. also, I'm like, so, like High School Musical. Like, I still don't understand why. I'll never understand why they did that just for like the new generation to like it. But it's like, why don't you just they promote just show the old, the old one? one. You know? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's like when we grew up, we you know we would watch the original Grease. You know, mm-hmm. not, they didn't make a 2000s yeah. Grease for everybody. Yeah. You know. Well, I think they they were even talking about that. Oh, I remaking saw somewhere. Grease. Yeah, oh literally God. like remaking all these movies and I'm like, for what purpose though, other than to give it more popularity? More but I'm like, just go back and watch the old one. Or I'm like, they just don't come up with any new ideas. Like, <laughs> maybe really every story's been done out, I don't know, or like, that's yeah. what they want to make money. I'm well, sure. that's why I bring up like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or, um, trying to think, like Joker for, I mean, I know that's based kind of on a comic or whatever, mm-hmm. but at least these are 
it, it gives me hope that there's still people out there that are, yeah. are making creative movies, yeah. creative ideas. I mean, the movie yesterday, where the guy like is the only one who remembers the Beatles had potential to be decent, but mm-hmm. I, I I didn't really like it that much. I, did you see that movie? I didn't see it. I think I remember like hearing about it and yeah. stuff, but I didn't watch it. We're speaking of the Beatles. Are you a Beatles fan? Kind of, like, I would, like, I know their songs, I know their music, I could, like, sing the word. I'm not, like, a, one of those, like, die-hard <laughs> die yeah. people. I, like, you say Beatles fan, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a fan, but then there's, yeah. like, my cousin, Lindsay, who is, like, obsessed. Like, her whole room was decorated Beatles. She had, like, every album and, like, knows everything about them and, like, yeah. everything about all the band members. I'm not like that. Like, <laughs> but I like their music, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I always feel like that's what the Beatles, that's always, it's, like... What do you mean a fan? Like that Yeah, kind of I know cuz there's there's hardcore Beatles fan. Like one of my friends from school, he's like the Beatles are the greatest band ever. Ringo Starr was the greatest drummer, a part of the greatest band. It's like okay, whatever. Yeah, I yeah. I, I enjoy the Beatles, but I'm not die hard passionate. Shove no, the Beatles I, down your throat every time I see you. Yeah, I you feel know? like it's either like you're a normal like you just like um you're like a fan or it's like yeah. it's like Beatles are either the, those kind of people or like the die hard like know every single little fact and detail about them and like yeah like we know Paul stuff. McCartney's birthday yeah, <laughs> or like how every meaning behind each lyric in the song and stuff and I'm like I'm just <laughs> listening to it like yeah I mean John know. Lennon was probably high out of his mind like 90 percent of the time yeah. they were writing the songs yeah. which. Yeah, it's just interesting to think that um, he was like that. But but let's go. Let's jump back to education real quick, because mm-hmm. um, like from my from my memory, I remember you went to OU, correct? Mm-hmm. Your freshman year. Yes. And now you're at Ohio State. Yeah. Um, like, can you explain to me, you know, why why transfer from you know OU, you know Athens, you know yeah. Bobcats, you know whatever, and go to OSU and when you did transfer, what was the major differences between the schools? Like, what was the difference between, like, the atmosphere? I mean, obviously, OU, you're not in Columbus, you're not in a yeah. city, but just, like, what's the difference between the atmosphere and just kind of, like, people that go to each school? Okay, I hope nobody hate me for this, because I know Athens people are, like, diehard yeah. Athens fans <laughs> yeah. and stuff, yeah. too, but I just, I didn't like it. Um, I don't fair. even know yeah. why. I just, from the moment I was there, one, I didn't, like, match to other people's excitement for it, like, loving diehard Athens like I was like not about that okay. and it was like kind of in a small town and I will say I'm definitely like a city person I yeah. kind of like once I got there I kind of felt trapped because we were freshmen like we didn't have a car there's really only <laughs> Court Street with like a bunch of bars and stuff you're not close to any and city but like, Columbus <laughs> yeah and yeah. that was like an hour and 20 minutes away <laughs> and it was, it was like fun the first like few months but then after it I just got bored I think ultimately really? I just was bored and like not happy and I by second semester I went home like every single weekend really just because yeah yeah, I just really missed Columbus and I want to say like the vibe here is just different and more of like what I want I just got really bored there and I didn't think it would be it was a good place for me to like start my future almost there because everybody there the mentality is very different than here I felt at OSU it was like yeah you can still go out and have fun and party and stuff on the weekends but it's like but you also still get all your schoolwork done like that's very important to you like your future and your work is and I'm not saying everybody at Athens doesn't really care about that but I just felt like I would have more opportunity here for my future than being in there like for four years so are you saying that there were less distractions would you say at OSU and OU or not necessarily or Mm kind of less distractions but also I feel like I tend to like follow the crowd too and so I just felt like I was around more like-minded people to me here in yeah. Columbus than I was there okay. with like just 
you know, there I feel like a lot of people just were there to, like, have fun. I'll always say, like, <laughs> Athens is a fun place to go visit, but, like, I did not like living there okay. and stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's like, fair. That's fair. I mean... It's really hard to describe. Sometimes I don't. I just know I, I like, love OSU so much more. Yeah. Now. And now I kind of feel like the pride thing people are talking about. Because at there, I was like, I don't really feel pride for my school or, like, <laughs> anything. But here, I'm like, yes, I'm proud to be You're a Buckeye. You're proud to be a Buckeye. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there, too, the, the year started off terrible for, like, freshman year. Because, one, they were, like... 12 like rapes or something in the first semester i don't know if yeah, you remember hearing about that a lot of like stuff and people getting like mugged i remember like the first night we got like a crime alert text and are i was like oh my, oh my god and then it was like on the weekend news later and my mom was like are you safe like what's going on yeah and you're and then, living on your own for the first time yeah. so that's obviously that's terrifying enough but then yeah. you got all this crime so. and then also with the the passing of colin though of course, too yeah. really really impact i don't you know yeah that didn't help either with anything going on there so yeah um i don't if do you want would you like to talk about that real quick or i can't briefly yeah briefly okay well like where were you and um like where were you when you heard about what happened and um what was your initial reaction and how did your reaction change or your emotions change throughout the day um so i actually saw him that night we, we were out at bars and stuff and I saw him like gave him a hug and stuff hello I was like a kind of quick yeah. thing because he was leaving I was walking in and then I remember the next morning my roommate came in and was just like guys like look at this is like they're saying like Colin passed away blah 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 and I'm like that's not true like w- stop lying like why are you even saying yeah. that like whatever and then I went back to bed and then I woke up and then I just saw it was like everywhere like people were on Twitter all about it and stuff yeah. and even then it, it didn't I feel like it really didn't hit me until I went to his funeral and I was like wow that was like this is all real yeah. it was kind of like in this state of shock like I couldn't believe like somebody I knew like that happened to there and you know, yeah. was put through that and stuff, and it really, it came down, you know, I, I know he, like, he sought help and stuff, kind of with other really close friends, but, like, you know, if you didn't really know him, you wouldn't know anything was really going on, like, he hit it all really well, I feel like. Um, yeah, you're just talking about the hazing and yeah, everything. Yeah, all of that, and just, I guess, how, you know, the last kind of days were leading up to all of that, and, you know, I wouldn't have ever guessed that he was going through any of that. Like, yeah. he, like, when I saw him that night before, he seemed like his normal, like, super happy, like, super nice self. And yeah. then that news the next day, I think, just for, like, months, it was just, like, kind of a shock to everybody yeah. and the whole community. Like, I was just in shock still. I still kind of am. Like, I still can't believe that happened, and it happened to him out of everybody there. Everyone you know. It's, and, yeah. Yeah, it still doesn't... I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, what was your relationship like with him? Were you guys pretty close friends or just acquaintances? Or We weren't, like, we were not super close, I would say, but, like, we were friends. Like, we would, I would often see him out, and he lived in um, the same dorm yeah. as my really good friend, like, Carolyn. Okay, and they, yeah. He was always, like, in their dorm room and stuff, just hanging out and yeah. stuff. Like, we weren't very close in high school, but I really did, I got to know him a lot better for that like short period of time at OU well yeah thank you for talking about that you know I think it's good to open up with that um I guess my whole thing about it um like just real quickly Mm -hmm. uh, or as quickly as I can go um well like I grew up with Colin Wyant um you know I went to St. Andrews with him and everything and we were friends growing up and I remember the day he uh, I believe wasn't it November 12th was when he passed away okay yeah 
November. Okay, November 2018. Yeah. yeah. I well, anyway, I just remember um, when it when my mom my mom called me that day. Like, was, how did you guys all find out here? Because I know uh, in Athens it was kind of like through word of mouth, like it wasn't like on the news or anything. Yeah. So I was. Did you find? How did you guys? Find well, it? keep in mind I'm in Kent at this oh, time. True. Yeah, I'm yeah. up. I'm up there. Um, where uh, Michael Keaton went to school, but <laughs> that doesn't really matter. Uh, anyway, so I don't know how my mom my mom found out about it through parents, but she found out at like 10 a.m. or like I don't really know. I guess yeah. you know, word obviously travels fast. But yeah, my mom called me, and immediately I was just completely shocked. I was yeah. like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Yeah, you know, um, he's only 18 years old. You know, he was so young, and mm-hmm. I think in any situation like the like obviously like initially when it happened i mean obviously we learned more about the hazing and yeah. everything that's going on i haven't been super following it i don't mm-hmm. know if you have mm-hmm. but uh i think in any situation like that far more questions are raised um yeah. than could possibly be answered you know like who was he with or you know like like just yeah. circumstance stuff and i was um it was pretty it was kind of a roller coaster of emotions for me because like i said i grew up with him and uh, we were friends when I was younger and uh, you know once middle school kind of came around you know we grew apart Mm -hmm. and you know there's nothing wrong with that you know times change people change and I really lost um, a lot of contact with him Mm -hmm. and I didn't talk to him at all really in high school and you know, uh, we still kind of had a bit of a relationship, if you want to call it that, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a great relationship but by any means. Like still friendly, you know? It was an acquaintance kind of thing, yeah. And uh, you know, I don't I don't think I've got no one's given me direct heat for this, but I'm sure at the time people may have been talking behind my back, like oh I can't believe because I didn't go to um, mm. the, his funeral or anything. I mean, people were probably like oh I can't believe it, you know he grew mm-hmm. up with Colin Wyatt, he's not at the funeral. Well, you know, at that time I really didn't have. A relationship with Colin Wyant and in a way I felt like you know why why should I be here because you know we didn't really have a relationship it's like I didn't want to be like intruding you know in, yeah. in a way so you kind of understand where no, I'm coming from there. I totally see that and I I wouldn't I don't think I hope nobody gave you like heat for that yeah, and stuff I mean, probably because not. I'm probably just overthinking it. any know? any time like that you know those are that's just a hard time in a hard place for people to be sometimes and you know everybody grieves differently and thinks differently I don't think you should hold it against anybody if, yeah you know they attended a, a funeral memorial because you just you know take it day by day you don't know how people feel behind yeah. the scenes and like you said you thought you would be intruding or something you know yeah so the, well, those feelings are totally understandable yeah. i think and i don't think that should be held against you obviously it wasn't an act out of hatred or anything yeah. you know yeah. like, so you know as long as it wasn't something like that i feel like it was fine you know yeah wow yeah we're getting pretty deep here yeah, with I this know. discussion i'm sure you weren't <laughs> expecting you know completely unscripted <laughs> ladies and gentlemen um but so speaking of fraternity like do you think uh fraternities are a good thing or do you think that i mean i do you think it's a huge issue like do you think they need to Mm -hmm. like mitigate fraternities and sororities or do you think they're really good no i think they they definitely need a lot i don't really see the point i really don't (laughs) i've always really been trying to understand like i get like business facts and stuff because I have some friends in those, and it's yeah. those. Are, it's like a way different culture. It's more of like you go and it's for like job connections and yeah, internships yeah, networking. and yeah. networking and stuff like that. Versus like other frats that are just like only about all the partying and kind of like 
social status and you know those kind of people in those frats seem to all way more concerned about that than like getting jobs and networking and stuff like the actual you know intended purpose for the frats but i think only a few frats and sororities actually stick to that intended purpose but a majority of them don't and it's about like status and you know getting friends like that's what my brother always said he was like no like don't join a sorority like you're just paying for friends yeah that's the classic joke yeah okay like i kind of see it and stuff (laughs) yeah but i mean i know i have like friends that are in both and they're all really happy but i'm not gonna condone the culture of it though because i i think it definitely is dangerous in certain parts and scary sometimes yeah so. it's just that's like how much my mindset changed because going freshman year i'm like oh i gotta join a fraternity and then like two weeks later i'm like no i don't you know yeah. it's a waste of time but because yeah. i met a ton of people in the dorm so right. yeah and that's the other thing is like people still ask like me now if they think i'm going to and i'm like no i don't really need to <laughs> yeah, there's no need i don't yeah. need to because i don't really it's see what difference unnecessary yeah. when i have friends that are in sororities that i'm already f- it's not like you can't have friends if you're not in it but it's also like you can still have friends and have a good college experience if you're not a part of those things like i know like when you're coming in as a freshman you're right it's like scary it's like yeah. oh my god i don't know anybody i need to go join this and make all these friends and be a part of this thing and it's like <laughs> yeah. no you don't like there are other ways to go make friends and exactly. socialize and stuff in college um which i think are kind of better like you know yeah. just. i think an important thing at least from what i learned my freshman year is i used the sophomores a lot for advice because mm-hmm. it's like we're a freshman in a building it was the first time we've all lived on our own everyone's yeah. just like what's going on yeah. and like it's just a week like a weekend i'm just kind of like what is this place well yeah. It's it's kind of prep for the real world in a way, but I mean I'm I'm getting an apartment next year. Fired up about that. What's yeah. it like living in an apartment? It's been a lot of fun. It's very like freeing. It's a lot of responsibility kind of. And yeah. I will say the dorms do help you, but it's like then you you have to go weekly grocery shopping, yeah. make a Budgeting, list, yeah. like cleaning the place, working with your other roommates cuz I live with three other girls and okay. so depending on whatever, you know, your situation is, like <laughs> make sure you're living with like normal people you'll get along with and don't think like oh yeah. they're funny, I'll like him. No. Is he like a clean person, good hygiene? Yeah, you gotta think about that Pick stuff. up after themselves. Like, do they like to go out a lot when I like to stay in? Or do they stay in when I like to go out and have friends over? You have to think about all of that kind of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think it's it's been a, it's been really fun. It definitely makes you way more independent. It's kind of hard at first, but, you know, you eventually yeah. get the hang of things of it. And it's kind of, it's weird now i can't like yeah. i can't now when i go to my parents house it's weird i feel like a guest and now i call it my yeah. parents house instead of like my house because yeah. it's like then i have my house is my apartment yeah. now it's very weird how that like mindset changes yeah you know times change people change yeah literally <laughs> so. it is it's weird so. you have to like start cooking for yourself a lot like no dining halls or anything you know you have to like meal prep yeah I don't know. which is actually pretty awesome because i'm really done with the dining halls yeah. i mean were you a big fan of the dining halls no no i actually enjoy <laughs> cooking but i will say sometimes i miss the convenient yeah, like part okay. of dining yeah. halls because you know Fair if you enough. get home and it's like seven o'clock and you have frozen chicken it's like wow i wish i could just go get like something i mean you could go to a restaurant but yeah, like dining well, halls though is osu is their dining hall well, did you have a meal plan last year? Or? No, I didn't. I, because I, I was like very south on campus, and all okay. the dining halls were kind of up north. Plus, that was just an extra amount of money I just didn't want to pay yeah. for the dining halls. When I am like a person, I like to cook. I would say I'm like good at cooking 
for myself, I think. Yeah. Um, but I know my friend, she lived in an apartment, but she still had a dining plan meal, like, thing. She wasn't good <laughs> at cooking like, and said yeah. she didn't want to be bothered. But then by the end of the year, ended up not even using it anymore and was, like, cooking at home and stuff. That's good. So, but, yeah. Yeah, because, like, I mean... Because, like, well, oh, you, do you guys know who the food, was it Aramark? Was that your food provider? Do you remember, I by no chance? no idea. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, I mean, that's cool. I only know it's Aramark because, like, my job at Kent State, I work uh, concessions for okay. sporting events, and that's Aramark. Aramark owns oh. all the food at Kent State. Okay, I have no idea about... Aramark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the suppliers. Yeah, I, we just talk trash about Aramark the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I shouldn't be doing this on a platform, <laughs> but I mean, it doesn't really matter. I, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm going to have a job in the fall, honestly. So, but yeah, the thing about Aramark, like if you look up corruption in the dictionary, there's a picture of the Aramark headquarters. Really? <laughs> Why? Well, I don't know. It's just they treat their employees oh. really poorly. I mean, I guess they're really like homophobic and okay. racist. I guess. I mean, this wow. is just what I've heard. I, I don't have any con concrete evidence I believe it though it's yeah like every corporation i feel yeah but yeah but the food it was just awful like i mean i remember they had oh, like yeah. pasta or whatever and they would like put water in the pans to heat up the pasta yeah. and one time i um i'm they give you sauce too over the pasta and i put my spoon into the or my fork into the pasta and there's like a bowl of just water it was Ew. just yeah it was just garbage i'm like i'm never eating yeah, here again it wasn't good so, food dining hall food i don't miss it at all yeah and it's just all unhealthy there's nothing really yeah, yeah. all processed and like pre-packaged pre-frozen stuff like yeah <laughs> i don't miss that at all yeah definitely we're just really just jumping around here so know, much fun hit like every single topic so far you've what sorry oh no like i thought you like with the topics i'm like we started here and now we're here like dining food hall yeah i know it's just my my thinking i guess you know i go all over the place it's fine it's a fun conversation though yeah i like to have fun keep it unpredictable you flipping the scripts you know um so yeah to keep jumping around here you know earlier like i kind of just mentioned homophobia and Uh and racism obviously those are big big issues right now um from uh, what I saw on your social media on Snapchat, you actually were downtown at the um, at those peaceful protests. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you just describe like what the atmosphere was like downtown, mm-hmm. especially in the early stages, and how like it changed throughout? Because I know early on, you know, it was it wasn't the most peaceful, yeah. but it got more pe- like. What was the atmosphere like, and how did it change? Um, the first the first week I was there. Um, that was like that. It was the weekend when it all kind of started and was still pretty like violent. I would say not yeah. like the protesters, but like when I was there, it was like a Sunday night, and that's when they still had like the tanks there with like the SWAT team and stuff. Like yeah, um, and the police all marching up. We're still pepper spraying people, and so at that time, the atmosphere was it was definitely very like kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um, de- definitely, you could tell people were very passionate. Like literally, would were saying like shoot me literally sacrificing themselves <laughs> yeah. like you know I, but i think that's it's important yeah. to show that like you know people are serious like we're not backing down and this is yeah. there needs to be changes and stuff um but then after that is when mayor ginther whatever um then changed everything and it was like no we're we're pulling out the national guard or, you know using that kind yeah. of like force and then so the days after when i went that week we're all like very very peaceful That's good. i didn't see any like cops making lines with like the rifles or there are no more tanks and stuff they're really just like a bunch of bicycle police and like police officers walking around um yeah. but for the most part it was very peaceful like they let us march in the street up and down high street 
um, through campus and stuff. They didn't use any force. And then with, like, the peaceful sit-ins at the, the, state, the state house, house and stuff. Yeah. It was really nice. Like, people would just, for about an hour, I think, after we marched. Because all those nights, I, I went on the march, but people would still go stay at the state house. So I'm not really sure what was happening at the state house when I was marching. Yeah. Um, but I bet people just were still talking because when we got back, usually what people did was they had one guy with a megaphone who would just go and talk and share their stories and how there needs to be change, what kind of change, and, you know, to stay enthusiastic about it and keep this going until there's, a, like, a lot of change. Don't let it die out. Yeah. Things like that. People would come up and, like, pray over all the protesters and stuff, and there mm-hmm. are a bunch of people walking around with, like, snacks and food and water. So those days following that first weekend were very peaceful yeah. and calm and stuff, but... Yeah, yeah, that's what we love to hear. And, uh, you know, yeah, racism, I think, is one of the biggest issues. Well, I think it is the biggest yeah. issue um, that the world has obviously seen, you know. Well, especially, like, systemic racism, too. It's it, That's yeah. where people don't even notice. It's, like, the systems we have in place. That's what we mean when it's, like, you need to reform everything because it's, it's literally in the building blocks of how you're raised, how the education system works, how healthcare works. Yeah. All of it has racism incorporated into it. So it's, like, when we were talking about, like, revolution like everything needs to be changed and adjusted and i think that scares a lot of people because one it's like well where do you even go when you say that yeah but that's why it's like all these yeah. little small steps that were uh, are happening now finally hopefully we'll keep going and going and then we'll finally get to this place of you know perfect like you know abolished the old system and <laughs> yeah, have a new one in place it, yeah. yeah like the fcc because yeah, definitely yeah. looking at it it seems like this huge mountain that you have to that you know we have to climb over somehow yeah but you know hacking away at it slowly like, like we're doing will eventually make a big change that is needed so yeah hopefully i think it's we've quickly. been chipping away and climbing up that mountain for yeah. years, you know, yeah. since the Martin Luther King days and even before that, since the Abraham Lincoln yeah. And that's days, the thing, too. It, it shouldn't be taking this long either because yeah. obviously now when with all these things happening and all these cases opening up and the like, laws being passed, it's like in the past, why did that take two years? But now it can take two weeks. Yeah. Oh, it's just because people, you know, were, were protesting on the streets. But it shouldn't have to come to that point. And that's the problem is, like, it shouldn't ever have to come to that point ever again. Right. We don't. We shouldn't have to be out protesting and like yelling with signs and stuff for the world just to already operate like this and at this kind of speed. So I think yeah. that's the goal. Is like, and that's why I think it's it's kind of scary that for it to die down, it's just going to go back to like how it was, exactly. which I think a lot of people are afraid is going to happen. Yeah, it's kind of like the stuff we were talking about earlier, like the media and education. Like education mm-hmm. system needs to educate people more about obviously racism systemic racism and uh even the media needs to be more diverse more inclusive you know hollywood's traditionally like white man isn't the lead all the time you know leonardo dicaprio is like the i I love leonardo dicaprio but he's just like you know like the image of like a hollywood lead you know not there's not many black actors but like the the best black actor you can think of initially is like denzel washington or will Will smith or somebody like that but there should be more inclusion more opportunity and same with like there should be more female roles more black female roles more transgenders and transgender people in movies yeah exactly and stuff It, it is very interesting to see do you remember when that cheerio commercial was up a few years ago just a few years ago i think maybe like five or six years ago and it showed an interracial couple and people were like pissed about it though like on yeah. facebook i remember them being like this is inappropriate blah, blah blah and that was only a few years ago on a cheerios commercial cheerios like almost got canceled for that <laughs> yeah and it's like wow like you know you look back and it's like 
are like I don't know like it's changed I'm glad in that way but it's crazy to think like that was only five years ago and people were upset about that like an interracial couple on the tv and I'm glad to I feel like there have been a a big like adjustments made especially like on Disney I think one of Stella's shows like the kids on it are are, like gay or something and that's like good representation I think Mm -hmm. and that's just surprising to me because I was like Disney me growing up there was (laughs) none of that at all like um so I think it's moving in a in a right direction but I also can't like still tell if it's like a facade that you know the media and corporations are doing because it makes them look good when deep down really that's not like the values that those companies have they're just doing it to appease people and it's gonna like go away again yeah well the big issue with like media too is like the big thing with men is um you know with masculinity for instance it's like the media kind of uh shows you this form of oh this is what a man a real man is supposed to be like mm-hmm. like robert de niro is an ultimate example like his older movies like tough guy like yeah. not a lot of emotion and uh you know usually that's like the way strong male characters are perform or like and it's like okay is that how real men like when you ask like yeah. like what does it mean to be a man for instance like i i feel like i've struggled with that or yes. like men have struggled with that because yeah. um, it's a very like up in the air kind of yeah. thing, and I'm sure you've struggled with that as a female too. Like, well, yeah, you know. everywhere. I literally wrote a, I wrote a paper on patriarchy actually, um, yeah. my first semester at OU, and it was like one of my favorite papers I wrote. I, I wrote it about um, after reading Bell Hooks. If you want to go like read some of her books Bell later Hooks. or something, but she writes about patriarchy and even within her family, but like her father being the same way and how she saw it in her brother and then she was reflecting later in life how that impacted her and yeah. how she sees it impact other people because like she was allowed to cry growing up but then she was like, but my brother wasn't. And it was like, why is that? Why wasn't he allowed to show yeah, his emotion? Exactly. Yeah. But I was and like, why would my father, you know, beat him for crying and tell him to toughen up and be a man? What does that even mean exactly. to toughen up and be a man or, you know, be a feminine person? It's like you know we just make all these you know assumptions and rules that people have to follow but really there's yeah. no meaning and, and nothing to back it it's just what and a lot of it's based on the media like i was saying yeah it's yeah. just like what people have fallen into being comfortable with but if you look at it it's just so damaging to society in the long run like you know the whole like the crying thing because i think some a lot of it shows some of the research was that like it, it does make people more violent and stuff too because when you can't express your emotions and it's just bottled up forever and you're yeah. you know you, you're not taught how to deal with it but like girls are taught how, how to deal with it or you know whatever like but it, it's yeah. very detrimental for sure like all the the patriarchy and how that all works and stuff like mm-hmm. i definitely think that needs to be talked about and changed too like in schools even in, yeah. in education like it's crazy sports too i feel like yeah. really like not. it's all about men like it you know I remember... When you have to be, like, um, tough. Like, you can't... Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, nobody in our grade, like, in eighth grade, went off and cried or something if they got hurt in yeah, eighth no. grade football yeah. practice. You know, <laughs> even though you might really want to, but, no, you have to bottle it up and, like, be tough and be a man. Yeah, it's idiotic. Like, <laughs> yeah, you it's know. like, no, yeah. you, you're allowed to, like, have emotions and feel and express yourself, like, and who you are. Like, man, woman, if you don't yeah. identify as that, you know, you still... You're human. You have feelings. Don't ignore them. You know, because yeah. then something bad's gonna happen. You know, if you're like ignoring your human like instinct of like I feel this way, of yeah. course it's only gonna lead to further destruction on both yeah. ends. Like, 
Yeah, well, like, it's, like, back to sports, you know, there was, like, raw evidence for me, you know, when I was working concessions, like, Mm -hmm. Kent State's biggest rival is Akron, because we're right by Akron, so the men's basketball game for Akron was nuts, like, it was Mm -hmm. super busy, busiest game of the year, it was just chaos, it was the only time I was actually kind of stressed at work. But then, a couple days later, it's the women's game against Akron, and it just feels like a normal basketball game. Not nearly as many people came, because it's yeah. like they just don't really care no, and it's horrible well yeah that's another thing too which could go on and about it's just like women's in, in sports particularly like you know the women's u.s soccer team is still trying to fight to get equal yeah. pay to the men's and stuff and yeah, they even like have like ridiculous. a better track record and stuff too and they've yeah. won the world cups and whatever more times and same with like women nba like nba players and yeah. stuff like they don't get paid as much for doing like the same things and i i know people would fight me like the same things and i'm not gonna compare them to like kobe bryant or something yeah, but you know yeah. to the majority of all the average player players i'm sure they're all pretty like Athletic, average with yeah. each other and still good and like still deserve like the same amount and stuff or not as much less as they do get and as much less like recognition and stuff because that's a major thing in sports too like the difference between like women and men's sports is it's crazy like different yeah well it's like still like today it still is like that's like one area i feel like that's still really behind like even i think hollywood's been getting better and like business like in america sports is is still like they're like no yeah because like the issue is it's like how many like how many really popular female athletes Mm -hmm. do people really know about well initially people say serena williams like Mm -hmm. duh or gabby douglas from the what was that 2012 olympics that was years ago it's like you can't like those are those are two people, but when you think of a male athlete, it's like so Jordan, many. you know, LeBron, Kobe. Uh, and I think it's, you know, it's like and really think about it, it's just because the media gave those people that attention. Exactly. Yeah. You know, imagine if the they gave women's sports that much attention, then people would still get all hype about it and stuff too. But they don't. They just still focus on like all men's sports and like the men players. Yeah. And I think that's why like media for sure. I think has a big influence on everything yeah like one of my um one of my favorite female athletes this i might get some heat for what i'm about to say I, is tanya harding i kind of okay. mentioned tanya harding with in my matt lamb conversation mm-hmm. i know she's um, like the ice skater i wanted to watch the thing on is it not on hulu i am tanya i tanya, I, tanya yeah. or something i want to watch that oh you gotta watch phenomenal a little bit about yeah. her story like, because everybody thought she was, like, a villain before, right? But now after this, like, people kind of people see, saw her People know a true side. story, yeah. yeah. Well, because obviously the infamous thing that happened was in 1994 when she was competing. She was supposed to compete against Nancy Kerrigan, mm-hmm. um, who was another female skater. And Nancy Kerrigan was, like, the ideal skater, figure skater. You know, she had the looks. She had the best outfits. She was really talented. Mm-hmm. You know, Tanya Harding had all the talent. But she wasn't attractive. She had very, like, messy... Like, she came from, like... She was, like, white trash kind yeah. of background. Yeah. But that's why I really liked her, because she did... She was the first uh, female to perform the triple axel. Mm-hmm. And first person... I don't know if she's the first skater in the world. I forget that fact. But she did the triple axel, which is extremely hard. Mm-hmm. And she's not, like, their image of what yeah. a figure skater is, but she was still really good. Anyway, the, the story that happened was she was supposed to be facing Nancy Kerrigan, mm-hmm. and I think a week before they were going to compete, because whoever won the competition was going to go to Team USA for the Olympics, but a week before they compete, Nancy Kerrigan gets her knees bashed in okay. with a baseball bat at practice, uh-huh. and 
there's this huge investigation and so tanya harding's qualified for the olympics by default Mm -hmm. but then there's this investigation of a guy who assaulted nancy kerrigan was connected to tanya harding's husband and they thought tanya harding knew about it but she didn't Mm -hmm. know about it her husband knew about it and it was a huge mess and she got disqualified from team usa and she's not allowed to skate at all anymore which fun fact 1994 that happened in 1994 about the same year oj simpson stuff happened so 1994 was just a crazy year for sports yeah Yeah. no that's crazy i didn't know that but I guess that that's interesting. Yeah, it's just it's unfortunate, like how you just said, like even though she should have been getting more attention, she just wasn't appealing enough look, to yeah. social, like to the media, and that overshadowed her actual talent. I think that happens a lot in a lot of like different areas of the yeah. world today. Is that people don't actually like try to see like the true talents and stuff. They just care about like the outside appearance and like you know, what can this person do for me in the short term versus, like, actually kind of investing in people for who they really are and, like, yeah, all the good actual traits they have compared to people that are just, like, you know, I'd say, I would feel like Tanya would be, like, like a little rough diamond or something, yeah. but, like, and then the other girl's, like, over here, like, a little pretty pearl, but even though, like, Tanya <laughs> still, like, was ultimately probably the better athlete that should have made it, but just didn't, people just didn't really, she wasn't the pretty face for America that they wanted. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I mean, I'm glad they made the movie because at least people now kind of see her yeah, perspective. Know you know. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting you say that. I think that's with a lot of fields too, Is even like alive? Hollywood. Oh, Tanya Harding? Yeah. Yeah, I think she's in her 50s. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. she would have been like in her 30s or something. The movie takes place from the 70s to the 90s. So, like, when okay. she's a kid through her whole career. Okay. Really interesting movie. Yeah. Has she been, like, in the public at all? Or did people, like, change their minds and stuff about her? Like... <laughs> yeah, well... Let's see I what... I mean, how does that affected her now, you think? Like... Yeah, well, what's interesting is she, uh... I mean, I think she's kind of weird, to be honest. Like, she's kind of a weird person. But her mom was, like, really, really bad. Like, mm. if you watch the movie, your mom was super... They don't even know where her mom is, actually. Okay. Which... Um, but the woman who plays her mom in the movie did a phenomenal job, but she didn't have much to work with because they didn't know where the mom is right now. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, she, I think when it all happened after the, like, she was kicked off and all that, she really kind of disappeared mm-hmm. in, in the media and she just kind of lived on her own or whatever. And, um, did nobody know her side at all during that point? Like, yeah, see, like, this I movie kind of came yeah, out. Yeah, I haven't done like, a ton of the research yeah, to be yeah. honest but i think I what they did it, I, like. I think in 2014 for the 20th anniversary they did uh this, they have a documentary about it actually on netflix mm-hmm. and it kind of paints her as the villain a little bit oh. but uh like it goes from her perspective but it they make it look like she it's a documentary it's called i think it's called blade of glory or something like that okay. um anyway and then they, the movie came out in 2017 so I don't know, but whoever made the movie must have just seen the documentary and be like, oh, we should make a movie about this. And they obviously reached out to her and they found out. Because mm-hmm. the whole movie is from her perspective. I mean, yeah. like, it's it's just her story. So, mm-hmm. like, no one knows if that's actually, like, what happened. Oh, you know, because okay. it's all her perception. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. It, it makes her look better. But, like, when it came out, it was kind of controversial. Like, it didn't really get nominated for a lot of awards and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think it, since, like, it's been out, like, it's aging pretty well. Like, it seems like people are discovering it yeah. now. They're like, oh, that's a cool movie. I know. I always, I always scroll po- past it. Because I've, like, <laughs> seen, like, a few, like, YouTube videos talking about it. Like, yeah. the conspiracy theory or whatever. But, like, that's interesting, though. I, 
I can't even imagine. That'd probably be so devastating, like, if she truly, like, really didn't know, and then her yeah. whole life just kind of, like, gone like that when she already had a really shitty life and is, like, almost there. The, yeah. Like, you know? Because her husband, he's he's really goofy. His name, he has a goofy name, you know, Jeff but, Galuli. Oh, <laughs> That's his name, yeah. so me and my friends just laugh about his name sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is really, it's pretty tragic. But, I mean, the movie, the movie's fascinating and very interesting. Mm-hmm. Great soundtrack. We have some okay. good, great music, I'm in my opinion. That. I mean, what, what, speaking of music, what kind of music are you into? Oh, my God. Like, everything, honestly. <laughs> Except I'm not really into, like, country, but, like, I'll okay. listen to, like, anything. I Now, recently, I feel like I've been listening to, like, a lot of, like, indie-ish or, like, alternative and, like, hip-hop. Yeah. Like, just popular kind of hip-hop. Or alternative hip-hop, too. But then also just, like, alternative music, too, is probably, like, my ultimate, like, favorite thing. Like, I think my favorite band... I know it's a cliche, but I swear <laughs> I'm not, like, the cliche person, but I really like Tame Impala. Like, okay. I really like them, like, for who they are, not just because it's trendy now, and it makes me so <laughs> mad when I tell people that, and they're like, oh, of course you would. And I'm like, no, I legitimately, like, do, Enjoy and I have them. for yeah. so long. But I like them and, like, Beach House. Um, That's I'm, cool. like, blanking. I don't know, but, yeah. I'm into, like, really anything. What about you? Good stuff. Older stuff, for sure. I mean, I was telling Patrick Vaughn, I like the 60s. But, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I like, I like music from there, too. I don't... I, don't yeah. I wouldn't say, like, I have, like, favorite bands, but, like, there's definitely specific songs and stuff. And I give that yeah. to my dad, because he would always listen to that, like, on the radio when I was growing yeah. up, and now it's just kind of, like... I really like the Eagles and stuff, the Grateful Dead, because my dad really likes the Grateful Dead. Cool. Um, yeah. So... Andy Garcia, I would right? say... Right. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. yeah. I know that because yeah. Ben and Jerry's made the cherry Garcia, like the ice cream thing. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. 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 Oh, and cool. he also makes his ties that are really funky. Mm-hmm. You know? I used yeah. to wear those, but oh, you didn't I don't really know where they are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I don't miss that wearing a tie every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So yeah, speaking of like private school too, like why, like if we can just talk about this mm-hmm. real quick, you know, yeah. like. You think that's a? You, what do you think of uniforms? Like, do you think uniforms should go in private school? Because, because you know, everything we wear like communicates something about us. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. uh, I think when you're doing specific uniforms for for males and females at the school, it's very much so like you're categorizing it like like back to gender or sex or what you know whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, people. The misconception people think gender and sex are the same thing, mm-hmm. but they're not. Mm-hmm. Sex yeah. is what you are biologically. Gender is how you express yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's harder to tell the difference between the two at a private school when you're oh, well, wearing yeah. the uniform and you know it's like we're trying to make people yeah. conform to yeah. to a certain thing. And I feel like when you try too hard to conform people, it's like people just want to you know rebel and go yeah. against that. You know. No, for sure. I think the I really don't see any other use for the uniform other than to like <laughs> suppress our creative like yeah, expressions yeah. of ourselves because like even now I look back and because I wore a uniform from like kindergarten to when we graduated and I'm like I literally <laughs> have like no I feel like Outfits, I still have like yeah. no style and then I don't know like who I am like and identify it's just kind of like I follow like fast fashion but I'm like is that even like how I want to dress like I don't even know versus all my friends that like went to public schools and they just have their their totally own unique like self identity and like style and the clothes they wear and they love it and they love fashion and stuff and I just kind of feel like I was just so not 
given that opportunity growing up, I wore the same thing every day for more than half the year. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. we're given, like, three months in the summer to really wear what you wanted. Like Yeah, and your birthday. You yeah. know, about and your even birthday. then you would still get dress coded and stuff. And it's oh, not yeah. like you could actually probably wear what you wanted right. to, like, at Watterson. Even but... just stuff like facial hair. Or, you know, yeah. Your well, and I even hair, tweeted you know. about, I literally tweeted this yesterday because I was thinking about it because I was pinning my nails. And I was like, right. I can't believe we used to get in trouble for having nail polish on in, like, fourth grade. They would just code the girls for that. And I'm like, yeah. what did nail polish do? It was literally to get rid of any self-expression that children could have. Yeah. And I literally now think that, like, totally impacted my life now. Because now I'm just kind of like, I really feel like I have, like, I don't really know, like, what my true style is, I feel. Versus, like, um, you know, like, the aesthetics that people have and stuff. I'm like... I literally just wear, like, shirts and athletic shorts every day. Like, I would call that the Watterson, like, aesthetic. The Watterson aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, like, nice. truly kind of using it, like, as an art form kind of thing. So I've been wanting to do that more recently, like, trying out different, like, outfits yeah. and style of clothing and stuff. Like, just seeing, you know, what I like. Because it kind of is scary sometimes, like, to take some of, like, the fashion risks that you see just because growing up I think with like school we were always taught like don't do these certain things or wear these certain things or look that certain way <laughs> yeah yes. you know we were raised having to look like this certain way yeah versus that's not at all what the real world is like like so mm -hmm. yeah it's really no I don't like uniforms I don't think they're good <laughs> I totally used to like suppress our creativeness but Cool. Yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we both agree on that. You yeah. know, I don't know if there's many people that are like, oh, I love the uniform. Um, <laughs> you know, so. I really, yeah. Looking back now, it makes me angry because there was really no other point <laughs> other than to do that, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. It's just. Or in society, make us look different so people would be like, oh, they go to a private Catholic school. Like, yeah. By the time I was in high school, I was like embarrassed to wear my uniform out in public because I was like, <laughs> I don't want people to know that I go here. Like, I hate it. Like. Yeah, I know. Like I would wear, cause like that, like the the tie. Even though I don't like wearing ties, it's like that was like when they made the you only, guys wear um, button downs too in the winter yeah, polos idiotic. in the summer. Yeah. What is the point? Like it's so stupid. We could have just worn polos the whole year with yes. the pants in the winter. Yeah. You know? What was? It's, but even then, it's like if we want to wear shorts and white, like who cares? You know? yeah. <laughs> it's like, right? It's your choice if you want to be cold right. walking into school, you know? And then, they, like, they did the boots and beards, like, what I have to pay to grow yes. facial hair. So like, stupid. It was all yeah. about control there. Yeah. It was crazy. Just idiotic. Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my, one of my favorite words, idiotic. Yeah, so. Watson. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I know. I agree with the. Well, what I was trying. What I was going to say about the ties is it's like, okay, as much as I don't like wearing a tie, mm -hmm. you know, that was like our only sort of gateway to. Yeah. Because it's like if you wear a crazy tie or like a different that's tie every day, it shows that. Yeah, it's, it's a way of the expression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least I in feel a way. That way. with like For at least like the girls that I think through like purses a lot, okay, I feel like. Yeah. And like hairstyles too are very like another popular thing. What about, do you think but tennis shoes, shoes or? Yeah, tennis shoes. Shoes were yeah. so big growing up. I remember that too. Even in grade school, if you had like super right. bright, colorful shoes, like those were so cool and stuff. But even then, I remember. Like, my 7th and 8th grade year, they said, no more sneakers, you have to wear um, the Sperry, like, leather penny loafer shoes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, but it's like, <laughs> it's literally, like, that's what I mean, taking away yeah. any way that you could express yourself. And then, in high school, you know, you could wear whatever shoes and stuff you wanted, but, like, no boots. I mean, you had to wear, like, tennis shoes right. and stuff. But, um, no, shoes definitely, I think, gave people, and I think, yeah, I like how you said ties because I didn't really think about that before but for you guys for sure because yeah. at least you could pick what tie you didn't have to wear like a black tie every single day but yeah. 
Sometimes yeah. just a classic black tie that looks awesome. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah but like then again, it's like you're wearing the black tie, you're wearing your uniform. Then you like after school you you're going to like Chipotle or, or something, and you're wearing the and then people look at you like you just went to a funeral. You're annoyed because you're just sitting in high school. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you heard the episode where I gave Watterson a 4.5 out of 10. But, oh no, yeah. I agree with that though. I would give them like a two out of 10, honestly. <laughs> Honestly. Wow, yeah. We're not um, really not talking up our high school no. at all. So. Well, I don't, they need to change stuff there. Did you see the petition? I did, yeah. I, I reposted that on my on my Instagram story, and I had some random person, I don't even respond, saying, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to say it. This is all racist, though. <laughs> like, all of the prompts so changed. I think because they were like, you're going to force, like, the white people and staff there to do it. And I was like, well, yeah, that's the whole point. That's the point of a petition. What? Like... <laughs> I was just like, wow, I can't believe people really think like that. Like, still. I don't yeah, know. You're asking for inclusivity and equality for all, and you're going to call it racist. That makes no sense. It's the opposite of racism. Like, Yeah, it's like know. what David Bowie said in his song, Changes. You got to turn and face the change, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, literally. That's you know, true. like, it's like ch- times may change you, but you can't change the times sort That's of thing. Really you know, stuff, stuff's growing. It's evolving. You know, if you don't stay up to date with what exactly is going on you're gonna get stuck in the past and that's yeah. never good you know that's how i feel like now with like all the baby boomers in this country honestly yes, not yes. to be too political but like they're all still t- like stuck in the past with like three younger generations all completely different from yeah. them and their systems and their idea right. like ideologies and, and they're that's like phones why the world- are poisoning people <laughs> yeah i think that's why the world's also a mess right now is because they're all like in control of yeah. everything still when the general population is like no <laughs> We're not in the olden times anymore. We are in a new place in this world. Like, keep it up. Change things. Yeah. Get things updated. And, you know, get rid of these outdated things and ways. And I But agree. they're all like, no. <laughs> yeah, well, a big thing, too, is people don't realize we are closer to the year 2050 than we are to the year 1980. Mm-hmm. 2050 is 30 years from now. 1980 was 40 years ago. Isn't that weird? So, yeah. but people are still stuck in like, oh, it's still the 80s. It's not the 80s. Like, yeah, the 80s is... that mentality. Like, I'm going to get some heat, but 80s is overrated. Overrated. I mean, do you think it's overrated, too? A little bit, yeah. I think <laughs> I think it's definitely been exploited a lot, too. I think, I yeah. remember when I first, like, saw all about the 80s, I was watching this VH1 special. Yeah. And it was when they were going through... Maybe was it VH? It was VH1 or MTV where they were going through like the most popular music videos of the decade for the '80s, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm obsessed with this! Yeah. I loved all the music and how it looked and Just stuff." Just Michael Jackson, but, Michael Jackson. Yeah, and then I was like, "What a cool like retro time to like live in." Right. But now I think I'm like over it too. I'm kind of like, "Okay, that's the '80s." I think people way overhyped it now and now it's just too saturated in our world now and it, I, it, I think it lost like the coolness that it had right. like in its own u- uniqueness because people are still trying to keep it alive today and it's like no it's just supposed it's in history admire it but right. don't try to keep it alive because now it's just losing its meaning and the significance of like that time period i think that right. happens with like any time period it's yeah. like it's there it stays there and we evolve for a reason it doesn't need to come back just like when yeah. people try to bring back like certain 90s fashion and hairstyles and stuff i'm like just like leave it there like you know don't overdo it and you know lose its meaningfulness then because now it's just gonna not be 
the 90s anymore it's going to be like today's style too and it, it loses yeah, the significance it funky, yeah. that it had like in history i think right it's important to preserve history yeah you know? the interesting thing about that too uh i have like two things to say real quick first yeah. is like i can't stand when older people will be like oh well you know back then it wasn't mm-hmm. like this bad and my all mom stuff, says that you know? to me because she's like you because she she talks about back then and stuff and yeah back in the day more independent and stuff and i'm like okay and i was like but also granted she was married and already had a kid by 23 really and i was like mom exactly like this is that is not how the world is now at (laughs) all like even money wise like the dollars was worth more back then or whatever like you know it's all crazy and like the mentality and then even looking back to our grandparents they were like 18 when they were married and having kids i'm like everything's slowing down a lot you can't i hate when people use that justification yeah when i was back in my day i'm like okay well we're not back in your day we're in my day now so adjust your thinking please right yeah and the other thing too is they act like okay right now the world has issues but back then it didn't like the the, the big thing people forget is it's like okay the world's always had problems right the world's always had issues they've always had injustices it's just Mm -hmm. Argent, like now more than ever, because of the power of smartphones and social media, it's shoved in your face like you, on you a daily basis. Right? Like yeah. It's change this time. It's no more looking at it and then shoving it under the rug, like how they all did with their generations. It's like, no, we're done. We're over it. We want change. We're not backing down. Yeah. You know, it's gonna happen. So, whatever. Yeah. They're all gonna die soon. So, all the baby oh wow, boomers. yeah, it got a little dark there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just keep reminding myself that like in 20 years they're not gonna be here anymore. So. Yeah, I have a lot. Sorry, it's funny because my mom's the youngest of five, uh-huh. and she was born in the 60s. But all of her siblings, like she's like se- her close siblings, seven years apart. Really? Yeah, but all of her siblings were born in the 50s. So I guess my mom must have just been an accident. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not, I mean, a, a good accident, yeah. but that sounded kind of bad. But, my, you know. dad, my dad is the he's the second youngest of eight, though. It's yeah. crazy too. Family sizes have gotten a lot smaller. I feel compared I to back then. But yeah. he was born in the 60s too. Yeah, the good old 60s. Yeah. <laughs> My dad's a boomer. He was born in 59, but he's one of those That's people... That's like a late boomer, though. Yeah, good okay. old late boomer. I was like, not, he's not like one of the 80-year-old people I'm talking about that are They're like... Born That's in the like thir- yeah, yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's the mentality. You know, my grandma... She's 87. You know, I love my grandma, whatever. She grew up in the 30s, mm-hmm. and... She, like I remember the mid two thousands, she'll be like, you know, these phones, this, you you guys, this is the worst generation, like yeah. all like stuff like that. She'll probably she'll grandpa. probably deny that she said that, but she said stuff like that. It just real quick, like she would say that. It's like, okay, well, but you you were alive during Hitler, so you know, yeah. it's like what? Yeah. But yeah, continue what we're gonna. Oh say. no, it is it's different. It's different because I like my grandpa's kind of same way. Like he's like ultra conservative, like lives right. down south and stuff like. And that's how he's, like, always been. But it, it's interesting to see how he's changing. He told me, because I called him the other day, and he's like, I'm not going to watch Fox News for the whole week. And I'm like, wow. Like, that's a wow. big improvement. I'm like, something's changing for him and his generation, maybe. At least, like, right. they're talking about it at his, his Bible group. Because he was, like, he used to be, like, addicted to Fox News and all of that. <laughs> and, like, all that kind of stuff, that mentality. Yeah. And, like... Literally said to me last year, he was like, "I think the world was a better place when women stayed at home and the men went to work." And I was like, yeah. "Really, Grandpa? Like you would you think that about me? Like I shouldn't be going to college right now and getting head, an education?" He's yeah. Like, oh, well, not not you. And I'm like, "But you can't pick and yeah, choose. You can't just, it's, yeah, it's right. everybody, or you know." Yeah. It's just that mentality. But I'm kind of glad to see he's like changing and chilling That's a little good. bit about it. I was very shocked when he said that. 
because yeah, he definitely. I've I thought for a few years he was like brainwashed by like Fox by News. By Fox News, he would watch it all the time. He had so many like yeah. Bill O'Reilly books. Was a major Trump fan, and I was like, is oh he a big Tucker God. Carlson? Yeah. yeah, yeah, good old Tucker. I'm like, wow, <laughs> and you wouldn't guess it because like outside of that, my grandpa's like the sweetest person ever. But you get him talking about politics, it's like wow. Like, yeah, that's why you don't bring up politics. Yeah, no, God, every Thanksgiving it was him and my mom that would go at it for hours yeah. about it we'd be like okay we're all going to bed they'd still be downstairs like fighting in the dining room i know room. like my dad annoys me because he he's pretty hardcore about his views but mm-hmm. a lot of his family members are the opposite mm-hmm. it's like okay you know these people are hardcore about how they feel yet yeah. you're gonna purposely bring it up you're mm-hmm. gonna purposely argue with them you're yeah. not cohesively convincing them it's not like he's he's like screaming it's just nonsense yes. you know you're not gonna change just, or see a perspective and it goes you know? in circles you i think you just have to realize you get to a point with a yeah. person where you're just like you're not gonna change so we're just it's not worth the time yeah. anymore you know go try to talk to another person that's that's willing to change or listen to outside right. perspectives because if you don't I feel like with like my mom and grandpa like they were not willing to change or really hear each other they were just really yelling at each other and arguing like, yeah. for hours and I think that's how a lot of like conversations in politics goes which is why I think it's a lot of time not like a very productive conversation I think that's I why agree. a lot of people are also afraid to be a part of politics because I have a lot of friends that are like oh I don't really know I'm not talking about that I'm not into politics and I'm like well how can you not like this yeah. is your life the well-being of your future and stuff yeah, like, you, oh, I'm you not can't gonna just vote. avoid like, it you know, you know? Yeah. and that, that also is like the privilege that people will have too if you don't have to be concerned with politics then you have privilege you know if it's really not affecting your yeah. life that much or they just oblivion is bliss and they would prefer to just ignore and pretend like nothing's happening yeah or it's like if you like say like oh i don't like to vote or i'm not gonna vote okay then don't complain about the politics or the governor because or the government or the president you know whatever because you're not voting so you know and you didn't use it so you know i don't want to hear you yeah complaining now when you could have gone and made a difference or something yeah it's just it's just really stupid (laughs) yeah (laughs) so but yeah i mean I don't know, you know, a big component that we learned in uh, in some of my classes, like, a big component of communication is actually listening, and it's like what you were saying, you know, when people are just yelling back and forth, like, when you, when there's a conflict with someone, mm-hmm. screaming and yelling, like, as angry as you are, is one of the worst ways yeah. to resolve the mm-hmm. conflict, because it, it, when you yell, it just makes the person defensive, and then it just... Yeah. It's a mess, you I know. I remember so. it was, this is what Mr. Zeller, did you ever have him? I knew who he was, yeah, I never had him. Okay, but. I had him for Gov, and he made something that always has stuck with me, is like, there's a difference between fighting and then having an actual argument right. or debate. And I was like, wow, life-changing, because I think a lot of Light people get, like, <laughs> caught into the whole fighting thing, where they, like, you're yeah. just... You know, you're not actually trying to have an open-minded discussion. Right. And people think arguing is fighting, and really they're different. If you're actually having an argument, you know, both sides are listening to each other and, you know, showing facts and showing sides, and, like, fighting is just spewing and is a mess, and nobody's listening and nobody is willing to leave the fight, like, right. changed. But an argument, it's like you'd hope that somebody would leave with a different perspective from an argument or debate. Yeah. And I was I, like, yeah. wow, that's very interesting to, well, like... Well, really, like, arguments and debates really should get people to think mm-hmm. right about yeah, the their perspective and the other person's perspective right. and it's like okay well we agree on this but we disagree on that how can we work yeah. together you know that's what it should be about uh-huh. but unfortunately it isn't it, you know? almost all of it just turns to like fighting and like being petty towards people or like you know like <laughs> trump like tweeting memes about 
Hillary Clinton when all that was. I'm like, wow, really? Like, yeah, or like when the uh, the trial not... started, he tweeted in all caps, "Presidential harassment." Yeah. Me and my friend were just it's laughing. Like, it's like people can't take this seriously. Yeah. But yeah, I don't want to go on that like yeah. side of political. But like even with politics, it's like the media turns it into a fight because they're just. We're like, oh, who won the debate? Or who's winning the race? It's like, it's like this person versus that person. And it's like, what it really should be is like, regardless if you're a Republican or Democrat, Uh I think they want the country to be as successful as possible. I mean, at least that should be your mindset. So people should be looking at, okay, which candidate is going to do that? Which candidate is going to improve America the best? Doing that way, of course, they don't get their ratings and the views and stuff that they want because they know people as humans, I think, were just drawn to like Just a big competition. So yeah, of course they're going to do it that way. And all the scandals. Yeah, that's why I I don't even try to like really watch like the mainstream media news anymore just because I know it's all like so fake and you know people i'm like kind of like i'm into conspiracies and stuff so people might think i sound crazy right now but i just i think it all it it is like also fake and stuff so i try to get a lot of my information from like smaller sources and i I will say i rely like on twitter a lot like people first handedly like saying this stuff or like posting these videos this is what actually happened this is what the media is showing especially now in these times i've seen a lot of that like regarding like protests and stuff like it was like this is what the media showed about this video and then this person's video who's actually there they were two completely different like truths and yeah things. the media frames and the media it media changes yeah. everything we see and nobody realizes it like everything we see is so like filtered down and like you know f- right you know cushioned in this like little box and stuff yeah you know? we don't really get like the truth anymore from like big media it's and very stuff. rare yeah that's least. why i like to follow like smaller journalists and stuff that like do their own kind of work and like yeah you know aren't being funded by m- huge corporations and stuff and changing what they put out there i think that's i think that's a big problem too right. in america at least with a lot, a lot of people they don't realize that like no you can't trust the media like you can't you have to really do your own like research i think but yeah, yeah. well put i mean the thing i look at is there's that whole chart of like like in the middle and then like really left really right it has mm-hmm. all the news yeah. so like the one that's right in the middle is associate press news so mm-hmm. i just have their app they just have articles online yeah just like but they're probably the best honestly like, yeah because yeah, yeah big media is so biased you know yeah cnn and yeah. like fox and abc nbc all of it and then if you like look at to who like which corporations fund them in and then like those people who like own those corporations that yeah. fund the media and all that stuff is like no those people are like really in control the media is not it's whoever owns fox news or is yeah. sponsoring fox news that has control like right. over it and it's you know people don't realize that I yeah feel. quick fun fact about fox news the founder of fox news is actually from warren ohio really? yeah roger ailes he's no longer he passed away in 2017 yeah he's a pretty horrible pretty corrupt person <laughs> but i mean I, I watched a show about him but but no yeah but like back to fox news and even msnbc it's like you know if you're really liberal for instance and you choose, oh, the only news I'm going to watch is MSNBC. Like, why? But like, you're it's, still not, yeah, you're not, yeah. You're just seeing your, it's it's just your perspective. Because yeah. then some people yeah, will be like, it's good, like, on either you know, way. You know, people that yeah. are, like, diehard that, or, like, diehard, like, Fox. Or diehard like, Fox. Like, like yeah. my grandpa, it's like, you know, the, I feel like they don't, like, my grandpa thinks that, like, the real news is Fox News, everything he sees, like, that's right. how, it's all. And I'm like, no, like, that's just how they want you to see it. That's the only viewpoint you're getting versus, like, the 10 other different 
stories and things that happened over here. Yeah. Which is why I think if you are going to follow news and stuff, you do need to broaden your horizon of what you watch. Because if you do watch just one channel and yeah. one thing, you're just going to fall into that like only category and really not see any other right. perspectives and ideas and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's how people start to go yeah. like very very right and very very, very left, left yeah. yeah and even if you're really hardcore about your views and you'll be like oh, okay well I, I watch like fox all the time Let, mm-hmm. let's watch msnbc let's like try to mix it up mm-hmm. most of the people who are already hardcore on the fox train mm-hmm. will turn on msnbc and they'll just be like this is all a lie all like msnbc what, is a lie but it's not a lie says with cnn he's like everything yeah. they say is false and fake like cnn is fake news <laughs> it's and a I'm lie like, <laughs> oh my god you know it's just it's never ending with those people because then the <laughs> cnn people say it about the fox people and it's like you know that's yeah, just cnn's like oh well fox showed mess. this but these are facts it's, <laughs> it's like you need to know both of those companies are probably corrupt and both fake in their own ways like and people yeah, just, don't just no unity <laughs> yeah no it's it's all yeah all fake stuff but yeah yeah fake yeah it's bad but just like you know i don't know i mean i think um speaking of fake i don't know why i thought of this i just thought of fast food for some Uh, reason because a lot of food's pretty awful um in my opinion are you a fast food person and if you are it's okay i just want to not really like i don't really no like i don't like go i get like diet cokes from mcdonald's i would say like i get fast food like Chipotle and stuff. Okay. Would you call Chipotle like fast food? Yeah, I'd say it's. I'd say that's kind of. Yeah. yeah. I also I try not to eat out a lot too, just for like saving money yes. purposes. Yeah. And if I do, I like to go to like a restaurant or like now get like carry right now out it's a really strange favorite. time to go out to eat. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But usually I don't go to right. fast food places. One because I like cooking and stuff and money and I just don't think it's like worth it all the time. So. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like you can cook healthier meals at home yeah, for cheaper. Like you know, too. at Kroger, when I see people buying you know a Kroger fried chicken, it's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Like you know, yeah. like re- like why? Like it's just it's not that good. Like why yeah. would you buy it? Yeah. From Kroger, you know. So. No, I I agree with that for sure. I don't so, think it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm one of those people, I'm really into, I've got, like, this pandemic's made me get really into healthy eating, mm-hmm. and really into nutrition, and just taking care of your body, like, mm-hmm. like, I can't even, I mean, I was like this before the pandemic, I'm a huge McDonald's really? hater, yeah. Oh, hater, okay. I'm a hater, okay. yeah, I can't even, lover. no, no, I can't <laughs> even, I don't even walk inside a McDonald's, mm-hmm. honestly, um, I used to, when I was a kid, I really liked Wendy's, mm-hmm. but I think, I feel like Wendy's is only good in Columbus. Every Wendy's I've gone to outside of Columbus has been really bad. Yeah, I would and, say we were know. like a Wendy's family growing up. Like, I yeah. never really, like, we never really went to McDonald's. Like, on road <laughs> trips, if it was like a Wendy's or a McDonald's, we would go to like Wendy's. Wendy's or something. Right. Yeah, every yeah. time. So I really, I've, I've never, I don't even think I've ever had like a Big Mac before. Yeah, like, same. Not, I will like, not eat a burger from yeah, McDonald's. Like, yeah, yeah, I really don't, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of that for me is just the stereotype like, oh, McDonald's is, like, horrible for you. But it is. I mean, another one I can't stand. I don't, you might really like this place. I don't know. Taco Bell? Are you Taco no. Bell? Oh. I, that's what I mean. Like, I've, I've never really eaten at Taco Bell. I've never eaten yeah. at, like, KFC or Rally's or, like, Arby's. Okay, or, like, yeah. I really Just a lot of people really our age. Movies, yeah, like, a lot of people our age love Taco Bell. That's I, why, I, you yeah, know. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, yeah. one one person I'm friends with at Kent, he, uh, one time he's like, yeah, I have, like, a stomachache. I mean, I ate Taco Bell three nights in a row. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> everybody says it makes them sick, but yet they still go. Like, you're wasting money, time, yeah. <laughs> energy. It's like, I make the joke that every time you eat a taco at Taco Bell, you're slowly uh, poisoning your organs. <laughs> Honestly, probably with all like, you know. the chemicals and stuff they put in all the food. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Did you see the, the movie about um, 
Oh, McDonald's. super size me. Yeah, yeah. literally about <laughs> yeah. that. Like, everybody needs to go watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think he made an, a second one, too. Yeah, super size me again or something yeah. like that. I think, wasn't that one Chick-fil-A, maybe, or something maybe. like that? I'm not sure. I didn't watch that one, but I know the first one... I'm yeah, first like, one's very popular. How would that not change anybody's mind? Like, about I don't know what how he survived, honestly. Yeah, you know? I don't know either. So. I know Burger King just put out like I think a new campaign showing like the Whopper, um, but showing how it was like decomposing within 30 days versus the McDonald's hamburger that didn't decompose. Oh. Just to show, mm-hmm. it's just sad that that's now how companies are like advertising that like yes, this food is real. This food isn't. See how it like literally doesn't decompose, yeah. and it's like because it's like McDonald's is chemicals like literally, <laughs> and it's just sad. You know why do you even have to worry about that? We should just trust yeah. these places to be giving us a real good normal food in the first place but you can't so right yeah I feel like McDonald's for a lot of people it's sort of taboo in a way Mm -hmm. because a lot of people who are in nutrition like me like I hate like there's a lot of people that hate I mean there's obviously a huge fan base for McDonald's yeah people who really love it or hate it I really really just go because I I get the one dollar like large Diet Coke things because I love Diet Coke Yes, and I know it's bad, but like that's like the only that's thing cool. I'll get there. Yeah, diet but then like my friends too, they they like we go there for like drinks, but nobody ever gets any food. Really. Right. Like I don't know. I yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's like the egg, like they try to do big deals too, like the egg McMuffin when it turned fifty. They're like fifty cent egg McMuffins, and I'm sure somebody who doesn't really care about their diet got nine or something yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no, that reminds me. My grandpa, when I remember when they first were like very popular or something. They had, like, 99-cent, like, hamburgers, and he got, like, 300 or something. They were, like, super, yeah. super cheap. I bet it was, like, cheaper than that. Burgers, yeah, geez. no, and my mom was wow. like, yeah, I only ate McDonald's hamburgers every day for lunch for a whole year. Because he, he got wow. so many because they were so cheap and just put yeah. them in their freezer. He's, like, one of those people. Jeez. I know. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. There's actually, back to movies now, uh-huh. there's a fascinating movie called The Founder. That came out for yeah. You watched it. Did you watch it at Waterson? I didn't watch it at Water. I watched watched it. it. My friend introduced me to it with Michael Keaton, who went to Kent State. But I mean, I'm not gonna keep bragging about Kent State. Mm -hmm. But fascinating movie. It really shows how, like Ray Kroc is a horrible person. Yeah, and it just. It, it was really tra- it's a tragic movie we in a way we watched it in uh, Mr. McGowan's like financial yeah, the financial class yeah. or whatever that was <laughs> yeah I was so surprised I felt so bad cause, like he basically didn't he like rip off his friend who he started that business with and then well, he yeah, turned he, it into like the whole McDonald's, chain and everything yeah. and then something what, yeah basically what did he do that was like really bad I from, remember yeah. being like surprised well see Ray Kroc was a milkshake before he got involved with McDonald's he was a milkshake machine salesman in the yes. 50s and he was un- he was a failure he wasn't good and he had uh, he got assigned to this McDonald's restaurant in California where they originally started and it was founded by the McDonald's brothers yes. and it was just its own restaurant well, yeah and then and they changed it they turned it into yeah a chain. he well Ray Kroc was like okay I want to become a part-time owner right with them mm-hmm. and he came up with oh it's franchise we'll just do a few locations and without them, like, at first they had a couple, but then he was like, oh, let's make more. And, like, he kind of made it huge without letting them know. And then 
eventually yeah. he gained all the money because he wasn't really keep. I, I don't remember the exact details. It was a year and a half ago when I saw the movie. Yeah. But all I remember is he... At the end of the movie, he screws them over, and yeah. they're no longer the McDonald's owners, and they haven't, they never got the revenue that the actual yeah. McDonald's earned. And Ray Kroc passed away years ago; he died in the eighties. But yeah, I remember that and being like, "Wow, I did not know." Yeah, that. but he, was so yeah, but he was a, he was a failure at like what he did, and he just kind of used these guys like he's just yeah, really like a horrible he, he person. Was actually, he was I mean. actually very successful. He kind of just stole it from other people. Yeah, I think. Right, he just stole like the, other people's ideas. He didn't give them credit or anything that they deserved from it. So yeah, that's another issue. Is like when people aren't held accountable for stealing. You know, big thing with Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever seen The Social Network? No. Is that about how it all started? About Facebook, right? No, I think like, I saw a few minutes. My mom like watched it like years ago. Yeah. I just remember like a little scene where he was like in his dorm room, like making like yeah, the when he launched the website. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie, by the way. I highly recommend it. But. He, um, there were these twins, well, see, at the beginning of the movie, Zuckerberg, um, this girl dumps him at a restaurant, and he, uh, he finds this, like, page, and he starts, like, talking all this bad stuff. I, well, I don't, exactly. created to rate women on the Harvard campus? Well, he that's w- what I've Yeah, you know what, yeah, well, kind of. So, that's what he was doing that night. He was rating her, and, mm-hmm. and... She, everyone found out about him. They're like, oh, how'd he hack into the student system on their website and all this uh-huh. stuff? And then so these two twins were like, we want to create a website with like profiles and like, you know, you can called Face Mash. Like they wanted to call it Face Mash. And there were uh-huh. these two twins, but they had a ton of money, but they weren't as smart as Zuckerberg. So they wanted Zuckerberg to help them do it. And he never got back to them. And then he he found out. Then somebody's like, "Hey, do you know if this person's single or not?" And he's like, "Oh, we could put like relationship status. That's like what the website's yeah. missing." And so then him and his friend Eduardo created Facebook in Harvard, and they called it the Facebook originally. And then they switched it to the fa- to Facebook later. But basically, they were stealing like the Winklevoss wow. twins inspired Zuckerberg to do that. I wonder. And th- there was a huge lawsuit, and that's what the movie goes say. into. It gets really intense. Whatever happened with that? I was wondering. I did not know about that. That the, yeah. he basically stole Facebook. Why doesn't everybody not hate him? Or like, how is he not in trouble yeah. for that? Like, well, the movie. Yeah, the movie does not like. Unlike Tanya Harding and I, Tanya, yeah. like you, Zuckerberg is not depicted, and the, the guy who plays him does a great job, Jesse Eisenberg, but. Yeah, you, Zuckerberg's a real prick in that movie because he, he also the guy who helps him launch Facebook, Eduardo, his his best friend at the time. Mm-hmm. He also kind of stabs him in the back later. Spoiler, because then more people get involved. You know, the, the company yeah. grows because it's it's really it's a good it's a cool movie to watch. It's cool to watch these like college kids slowly build this huge billion dollar company yeah. and uh, just see the. But you see how many people he stabs in the back and just well, how much he changes, you know. stole that idea from. It's interesting to see because some people, what is that called, like, in a lawsuit? When you, like, I know because some people, it happens a lot in music. People, like, yeah. will take the beat of this song and change it but not give yeah. it credit. It's not, like, uh, called plagiarism, it's like, but it's, like. Uh, I know what you're talking about. It's something, yeah. but, like, how could it not count for stuff like that, too? Or, like, even the McDonald's thing, like, I feel like I would have, <laughs> yeah. like, sued him because, like, he stole, I think they tried know? to sue him, but they were unsuccessful. I could be wrong. Oh, if he really stole, like, their idea, I would be so angry. See, the wow, issue with that is there's no, like, hard yeah, it's just evidence. because well, mouth, like, give you this idea and you go yeah. take off running with it, like. The most hard evidence they have is that the twins would 
email him and text him consistently. Or not text him. Well, yeah, I think they had texting back then. I mean, it was like 2003. Or like instant messaging, probably. Yeah, they would, they were trying, they would contact him, and they had records of how often he, or like how much he would respond, and then how long he went ignoring them, and then when it was launched, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's a very interesting, doc- or it's not a documentary, it's a movie, but it's very, very interesting, because it's really just, it's fun to watch. I like movies where you watch stuff build you know yeah. great examples of this wolf of wall street you watch mm. him build and then you watch his decline like zuckerberg yeah. hasn't had a decline really That's but true. his personal life is sort of a decline in a way yeah. but yeah yeah. Wow. yeah crazy stuff mark zuckerberg <laughs> yeah, oh yeah mark, mark zuckerberg's i think he's nuts but no yeah i've been I mean, at first growing up, I was like, oh my god, this person's so cool, they invented Facebook, but now it's like you grow up and you can actually see all the things they do and all the terrible things Facebook does and stuff, and it's like, wow, you're a terrible, (laughs) yet another terrible human with this much money and power in the world, like, why? Yeah, I know, and the funny thing, like, uh, the real Mark Zuckerberg, he said the movie got it, like, all right, he's like, oh yeah, the movie got it wrong and all this stuff, and it's like, what did anybody say about that that knew him or Facebook, because I was like, (laughs) I haven't really heard much, I didn't hear all of that, all I've been hearing recently is, like, people are saying, like, just so you know, FYI, like, Facebook started out this way to, like, rape women or something, and I didn't even know about that until, like, a few months ago, but this movie's been out for years, and still nobody was, like, yeah, really and the, the movie, it. it came out in 2010, so it came out when so- Facebook was, like, huge, yeah. you know, when, because it's still well, popular. Was, like, kind of before Instagram and stuff, right. before Instagram yeah. and everything, Facebook was, like, the number one thing. Yeah, everybody had it, you know. Yeah. But, see, his whole thing is he's like, okay, we want to put the college experience online, and if you really think about Facebook, it is kind of, it's really catered towards college kids, 20-year-olds, because you can put your jobs, you can put your friends, well, you yeah. can put your education it's very it's more of a networking well even social now, media yeah because like i don't know if you did it for like kent but like for ou um when we had to move into the dorms they had like a class of ou yeah they had that at kent. Yeah. to like go and find like your roommates yeah. or major people and your same major and stuff like that, that yeah i would still that's like was really probably the last time i really used facebook was stuff like that or like for jobs like nannying yeah but other than that i really don't I don't use it. All my I, yeah. older family, like my aunts and stuff, they all use it to like post their family pictures right. and stuff. But yeah. even then, I don't really use it as yeah. much anymore. Facebook, mm-hmm. interesting thing. The social media that now also owns Instagram and probably so many other things that people don't think about. Yeah, it's but. funny too because when you're watching a movie, you're like, okay, how's this guy doing this? How's he like? Is you're like, is this, is this even possible for 2002 or 2003? But it's like he's wearing a Gap T-shirt, so I guess anything's yeah. possible. You yeah, know, that's so. true. Yeah, Gap. When was the last time you shopped at the Gap? Literally, I don't think I've ever shopped there in my whole <laughs> life. I'm not even. I think there's really there's like not many they're, Gap they're stores. They're not really though. around. Like yeah. there's one at Easton, I think. Maybe if it's still open, <laughs> but maybe there's gonna be more because you, you just saw like Kanye right. West made a deal with Gap. Oh, he did? Like, this past week for his, like, Yeezy line to make it more accessible <laughs> to, like, normal people. He signed, like, a 10-year deal with Gap. Yeah. With the Gap. And I'm like, well, there's not even, like, Gap stores around here anymore, so I don't know how that's gonna work out. He's a, he's a pretty provocative person, mm-hmm. Kanye West. What are your thoughts on Kanye West? I don't really... I don't know. I like some <laughs> of his songs and stuff. I think he's definitely... Maybe a little misunderstood sometimes, but definitely a very complex character that I don't even really understand. I just know he's, like, married to Kim, and 
has like yeah. some like big hits and stuff but I don't really know much about him as like a creator right. or an artist as probably some other like bigger fans of his like would so yeah I think the thing about Kanye people always say oh Kanye is a crazy person he's crazy mm-hmm. you know he thought he was God at one point and yeah. the thing about Kanye and really any artist is it's like there's, there comes a time where you gotta separate the person from the art you know it's yeah. like I think as an artist Kanye is one of the greatest artists right now because mm-hmm. I mean you listen to his his instrumentals, his beats, his lyrics, everything, that's all him. He mm-hmm. all made, created all that. He has a pretty good voice, yeah. distinct voice, and yeah. it's just, like, just unbelievable, or, or, you know? Or, like, when he, like, remember when he was, like, going to run for president. Well, that was stuff, a little goofy, yeah. I was just yeah. like, <laughs> why? Like, it makes me not want right. to, like, listen to your music and stuff. What did you, but, did you listen to his uh, Jesus is King album when he got all religious? One? Yeah. Yeah, which also was surprising to me. I didn't really, there were a few ones I liked, like, songs on that, um... Yeah, a lot of people really uh, hated on that weird. album. It was very just yeah. different. But I guess it's, you know, artists don't have to stick to one thing. But it was right. shocking, I think, for sure, to see him go in, like, that direction kind of out of the blue. <laughs> yeah. But, like... I mean, I don't I don't love it. It's not my favorite go-to oh, Kanye. Yeah. But I think some of it... It's, some of it's just funny. Like, when he's, yeah. like, closed on Sunday, he's calling somebody his Chick-fil-A and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just... No, like, kind of funny. When I know. first heard it, I was like, is this a joke? Or, like, is he being serious? And I was like, no, he's being dead serious some of about songs, it all. Some of the songs, like, the Closed on Sunday, it's funny, because... I'm like, yeah, if you listen to, like, Closed on Sunday to somebody, you're like, oh, yeah, that's the Chick-fil-A one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people just call it... The, at the end of a song, he just goes... He just, just says Chick-fil-A, and it's, it's so off. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. It's, it's like, Kanye, what are you doing? Like, yeah, what were you thinking? Like, no, this is, like great this is gonna change people yeah. i don't know I, w- I really wonder what his like thought process was he probably yeah. like has talked about it in interviews before but yeah well know. it's funny because in december he announced his next album was gonna be an opera or something to my really? one friend yeah my friend who hated um the jesus is king album he texted me that and he used the emojis where they're like about to puke and, and honestly he's you know. probably being serious about it too i did not know that a kanye opera wow <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you trying to be, Freddie Mercury? You know, what are you yeah. doing? Because like, I, I get it. Like an artist, you know, you need to evolve with the times. You need to evolve with your style. You know, directors do that, musicians yeah. do that. But with Kanye, it's weird because in the two thousands, early twenty tens, it's like he had a specific audience. You know, specific yeah. people like really genius. liked his music. But it's like with Jesus is King. It's like, is he trying to appeal to new people? And like, because his old fans don't like it. They're just yeah. like, this is ridiculous. It was you a know? very, like, how you said, like, gradual. I feel like his, it was not gradual. Like, yeah, that was very not what people yeah. were expecting at all. Like, he kind of flipped the switch very fast versus, right. like, testing out new things and stuff. And now with opera, I'm like, you know, <laughs> stick to what you do best in that, like, yeah. what you're comfortable with. Like, if you know you're not good at it, then probably don't do it or something. I don't I agree. know. But. Yeah, or at least just, like, try to do your original stuff, but in a more modern take, in a way, you know? Yeah. So. Or just totally flip the switch like he did, and if you lose all... Maybe he did want a new fan base, I don't know, but... Because, like, uh, talking about gradual, that's, like, Michael Jackson. I mean, he's... Are you a Michael Jackson fan, or...? So I know his, like, popular yeah. songs, but not, like, another kind of, like, Fanboy, yeah. yeah. See, I'm a fanboy. I love MJ. The Leaving Neverland documentary, I think is it's all bullcrap. It's all it's all a lie. I mean, I, you know, he's like a is a it, rape, yeah, yeah he's a pedophile a, yeah. or something. See, yeah, I have not seen that. Yeah, I I watched half of it mm-hmm. and I 
I just there's some there's some creepy like footage of him like not actual but see the thing about it with that documentary is it's like there's no hard evidence mm-hmm. that he did it. I mean, it, that's what he went to. He was in. He got he went to trial in trial twice. He was found innocent both times. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, why are you making this documentary? The documentary is just a bunch of stories. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's weird footage like the kids like, oh, he sent me um, a birthday video when I was younger, and the vi- he they played the video, and it's creep. It's pretty creepy. It's like white faced Michael Jackson going like, hello, happy hello. birthday, yeah. I love you. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like. You know, and he had that weird voice. Yeah. But I, I love Michael. What I was going to say, what I was comparing with Kanye, you know, you're talking about how, you know, you should do a gradual, uh-huh. like, evolve, evolve gradually. Yeah. If you look at MJ's career, uh, his music stood out for that time, and I think mm-hmm. it still stands out. Like, when you hear Michael, you're like, this is Michael Jackson. You yeah. Know? This is, yeah. You can't mistake it. You know his it. voice and the, the sounds and stuff he right. would do. Like, you can tell what is, like, his style. Yeah, and, and I think he successfully gradually evolved with the times but he stuck true to his style yes you know he was making he was stuff like, like he was improving you know. upon his self each time i feel like it like right. it, it got better gradually it didn't yeah. get like worse or turn people away kind of thing you know because yeah. you know he started off with disco you know off the wall stuff like that yeah. and like a lot of people love that early mj but then he slowly yeah, goes like into Jackson pop and stuff. Yeah, yeah and he slowly goes into more aggressive like beat it and you know thriller yeah. one of the greatest music videos of all yeah. time and mm-hmm. man in the mirror like kind of gospel-esque music but it's just it's cool he to see he has great. such an array of music you Tastefully know done too and stuff yeah over the years yeah like and even though it's said. all different it's still it's all similar because it's him and mm-hmm. you can tell it's like this is his yeah, music these are his, his beats this is unbelievable yeah talent. he put his own spin on it no i agree with that mm-hmm. cool yeah, yeah so that's my whole that's my rant about michael <laughs> jackson I, yeah i love michael jackson um i mean just what an icon yeah Wasn't i don't his, like death date recent or something or when is it for some reason i thought it was on my aunt's birthday because i think she was a really big michael jackson fan he died and i remember um, when he died because yeah. I, I was like are you okay like aunt karen but yeah i remember he he died june 25th 2009 because that's her birthday yeah. that's why i knew yes okay so 11 years ago was when he yeah. died he was 50 wow so yeah i'm a fan <laughs> but yeah i mean he's done a lot of weird stuff i mean he he's an interesting person just how he's like he just changed so much like i yeah. like even like in his mannerisms and stuff because like watching i've like seen video it's just he just perplexes me i don't know he's right. a very interesting person yeah he is He's interesting. I mean, for sure. I mean, his voice is very uh, like interviews. It's kind of hard yeah. not to laugh at. Him. Yeah, I like mean, why does he talk like that? Like, yeah, I don't. know. There's a lot of weird theories about him. I haven't really done a ton of research, uh-huh. but I, I heard this on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's a Michael Jackson supporter mm-hmm. too. I listen to Joe Rogan occasionally. He Doesn't was. He have a podcast. Yes, yeah, yes, okay. yeah. I hear he, people talk about that. He's a yeah. big inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll be on a show. Probably not. We'll, may, we'll see. Hopefully manifest it. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Anyway, so, yeah, he was talking about how he saw that, like, the doctor who, you know how Michael Jackson's doctor ultimately killed him? Like, uh-huh. you know that? Because he, yeah. he was, it was really weird. Michael Jackson couldn't sleep, so his doctor's like, oh, we'll give you, like, amnesia to help you sleep every night. Yeah. And then he gave him too much, and he killed him. Yeah. And, uh basically his doctor at the court said when michael was younger like his parent like i don't i don't know if there's hard evidence there's theories mm-hmm. but they said he, he was cast 
chemically castrated Mm -hmm. when he was like seven eight years old to preserve his voice and what that means it's a really it's really fucked up Mm -hmm. is he had to do an operation where they take out a lot of your testosterone Mm -hmm. to preserve his voice oh so he sounded like that kind of because if you think about when he's older and he sings it's kind of like you can tell he's older but it's still so high there's some keezy hits like in some of his songs where like a man can't hit that you know and he doesn't have any body hair you know no facial hair he's super skinny no muscle yeah and he sat in interviews he's like hi how you doing i'm michael jackson you know it's just why do you think he also got like so much plastic surgery and stuff too um i don't know i think a lot of that i think that all started when his hair caught on fire for the pepsi commercial did you know about that i think i knew about that yeah his hair caught on fire so i think they had to do surgery for that I mean, I don't know, a lot of it, he had so much money. I mean, he was, there's no celebrity like Michael Jackson. And I think that, I don't know, maybe a lot of it was insecurity in a way. Mm -hmm. It was probably like not 100%, because he was always pushed in the, like, line, like he never had a normal life. Like his whole life, you know, 50 years of just being a celebrity, you know, which is sad. He had a pretty, I think he had a pretty tragic personal life and I, that's why i think it's more tragic when people like it's is it weird but he's hanging out with 12 year olds when he's 30 yeah yeah but he didn't have a childhood i and mean i was like also maybe yeah that was like a an escape for him that he never got to have right. kind of thing yeah yeah he had a pet monkey i mean <laughs> it's like kind of weird i mean he was his weird house looked like disneyland kind of thing, yeah right? he called like, it neverland yeah, yeah. he's so. like i'm peter pan i don't grow up <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. totally interesting i've never thought about that before with him but he's interesting mm-hmm. you know i don't know i just he's a very complex individual like i saw yeah. somewhere that he actually he couldn't even go he could go like nowhere in public really he couldn't go to restaurants he couldn't go to movies he couldn't go to you because know grocery shopping because like be like everyone there. knows what he looks like you know he's yeah. so distinct looking and yeah. they're like it's michael jackson because he's such a big celebrity yeah. so it's like he would um i saw one time he actually paid thousands of dollars for a local grocery store in LA to empty the grocery store and put in all actors in the grocery store so he could go shopping and like really? he would it's there's footage of it it's really bizarre he's yeah. like talking to actors and stuff he's like hi how's it going like so it felt normal for him and that's wow. I think that's really sad that you know? is sad I had no idea but I mean yeah you know look thinking about it yeah that makes kind of makes sense i feel like i would probably do that if i could and if i was in his position like but that is <laughs> yeah. sad that is really sad to think about that and like celebrities and stuff another person like britney spears too is yeah. still like kind of i feel like i don't know but her life too right is she still she doesn't even still have like control like over herself like now her parents still have like a legal guardianship like over her yeah and stuff I know. It happens with a lot of like. I mean, Lady Gaga is another example. She's. I love Lady Gaga as well. Mm -hmm. I think. Did you see her her documentary? Oh, Um, I yeah. I want to watch it. It's on my list. Oh, it's so good. It's like five feet under Lady Gaga. It's really really good. You watched the whole thing. Totally, because I wasn't really a big like huge fan. I liked her music, but I didn't know much about her. But like totally like. Eye opening. Yes, like totally different perspective of who I really thought she was and stuff. Really good. I thought what she did for the Who, the whole fundraiser. Mm -hmm. Did you watch that at all? What was no? Oh, she planned this huge fundraiser on cable for the World Health Organization with like Jimmy Fallon and. Oh, for the recently stuff. This was like in April, like when the pandemic started, and all the views were to fund the World Health Organization. 
I don't know, it was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, no, she's, it totally changed my, I think she's a really amazing person and stuff. Like, yeah. And you see kind of, like, the behind the scenes, like, she's a normal human being with, yeah, like, she's feelings cool. and stuff, but just the media makes her this whole other right. thing. So, it just goes into that and just shows, like, her real kind of self and, like, yeah. it's totally different than what I thought she would really be like. Right. So. When I used to use Twitter, I, uh, would follow Lady Gaga mm-hmm. and she's, she tweeted an infamous uh, tweet said fame is prison and uh, yeah I think that's pretty accurate yeah. you know in a way especially when you're that famous yeah you know no, so. totally I don't think I would ever you know with everything it came with I don't think I would ever want to be like that famous just cause I you can't ever live like a normal, a normal person yeah. life after that and you know I can't imagine you know dealing with like all the hate and stuff they also get yeah. on a daily basis like it's like crazy Lady what Gaga, they have to where's go your meat suit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's totally, like, not fair. But again, this is another way the media is, like, corrupt in the world, so. Yeah, this has been all about media always, corruption. It always goes back to media and the corrupt government. Corruption. Everything yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. So, if you could get... This will be my last question. Because okay. this has been going on a long time. I think this is longer. What time is it? Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, it's 8 o'clock. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, holy crap. You're going to have to, like, edit something. I'm not going to edit anything. I don't like to edit. Okay. Because when you edit, you cut out the realness of the conversation. Yeah. People are going to look at it. They're going to go on the link. They're like, what, two hours? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fun talking to new people, learning about people. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we were talking about Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. Okay. If you could get coffee Mm -hmm. with with two famous people... Who would you get coffee with? And where would you get the coffee? Oh, my God. I don't even... Uh, um, <laughs> wow. I never thought about this before. I really... God, I have no idea. Um, you can do one person. That makes it harder. <laughs> no, well, I can, like, think of a lot of people, but then I'm, like, yeah. only two. It's, like, wow, that means, like, it has to be... I don't know. I'm going to just say two, but I don't even know if they would be, like, my... Top two, I think gotcha. I think I'd probably do like Kevin Parker from Tame Impala. Okay. Just because I would like just love to talk to him about his music because he does everything like by himself and right. stuff, which I think is just cool and like give my gratitude for his songs. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Probably. I'm trying to think. I think like Sarah Siegel. She's um. Okay. A, like a graphic design artist on Instagram and I just really like all of her work and stuff too and cool. I think it'd be really cool to like see her process of how she does some of the stuff um, cool. that'd be cool and probably get coffee at Global Gallery because it's in Clinville I support local business and I think local they would business. like it so yeah that's my answer good stuff good mm-hmm. stuff um for me, I mean, there's so many people. Number one on the list, we just mentioned her, Lady Gaga. I would love to get coffee with Lady Gaga. I would love to just talk to Lady Gaga, you know. What was going through your mind when you were wearing the meat suit? Or just, yeah. like, I like I have her on the podcast. That would be yeah. unbelievable. Well, now I'm thinking, like, I would maybe like evil people like maybe I want to get coffee with like Jeffrey Epstein to ask him all these questions you know what I mean like he would tell me the truth though but like you know like now I'm now that got me thinking but yeah well Lady Gaga oh my god I would just that would be unbelievable I mean I love Lady Gaga and then the other person be someone we mentioned earlier too is not Michael Jackson it's Quentin Tarantino because 
I mean, I think it would be hard to not laugh at Quentin Tarantino because he has a really goofy voice. It sounds like he's on cocaine the whole time. Yeah, have you ever seen an interview? No. Oh, he's well. He yeah, he's funny. I mean, he's nuts. But Jimmy Fallon was was all like, "Well, how do you choose the music for your movie? Because his music, the music he uses, is really good." I hear good. people talk about that a lot. Like, yeah. Good soundtrack. Because it's stuff. unique music that you don't hear in the radio and like every day, and you're just like, "Whoa, this is this is perfect." Yeah. And they're like, "Well, how do you choose?" He's like, "Well, what do I do? You know, I get my record player, and I'm like, oh." Well, this, this is the beat of a movie, beat of a movie. Oh, <laughs> he's just, he's just yeah. nuts, yeah. But so I would talk to him about stuff like that, or I don't know. I think it would be telling to like, what was going through your mind when you were writing this or when you were shooting that, yeah, you know? Because I'm into that stuff, the yeah. And stuff. No, yeah, that's all interesting things yeah. to ask. So, so yeah. yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I don't know where I would get coffee. <laughs> Starbucks, <laughs> pretty pretty basic. Mm-hmm. I don't really know a lot of local because like Kent yeah. State doesn't. Well, Kent has local places, but it's like off camp. And then maybe next yeah. year I'll go to the local places. Explore it a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've done some exploring. I'm <laughs> like, like in the morning, I'm just gonna go to the Starbucks on campus. I'm like yeah. walking all the way downtown yeah. and then like going back. Know, it's like familiar when you're in like that. Right. Short space of time yeah because of a coffee shop at kent state's like on the edge of downtown it's so you have to drive there <laughs> it's like why would i walk here you know yeah. so gotcha but or i would just make them coffee at my apartment you know that'd that be fun too. yeah and then lady gaga can be like "Ooh, this is some good coffee yeah <laughs> so. your hidden talent yeah mm-hmm. so all right well i mean it's been how long like two hours Literally i don't know well 803 now Good stuff. Well, Hunter, it has been a pleasure having you on episode six of the podcast. Uh, I have been reaching out to all the guests so far. I don't know who I'm going to have next, but who should I have? Chloe Fisher. We'll see. I, I, I don't know. I need to have, I, I got to get Eric Plackey on here to talk oh, about yeah. the economy. <laughs> I think that would be a good I miss topic. Eric Plackey. Eric Plackey, I miss you. Oh, you, you are missed, Eric Plackey. <laughs> so. I wonder if you even... I hope you made it this far. Yeah, so. if you made it this far, you're a real one, you guys. Yeah, but. you're the real fans. You know, we love you guys. You space it out within days. Like, listen 20 minutes every day or something. Yeah, my mom will be like, whoa, it's two hours, you know? Like, that's yeah, just... Anyway, well, thank you so much for being on the show. What are your closing remarks? Um, I had a lot of fun participating in this conversation. I think we talked a lot about good things and got some good ideas out there. Yeah. But thank you for having me. Um, yeah, it was a good time. So. All right, and you are welcome. Uh, thank you guys so much, and stay tuned for the next episode. It could be two hours again, maybe ten minutes. If, if it's ten minutes, then I guess I failed. But, I mean, stay tuned, and, yeah, you guys keep it real, and, yep, peace. So, yep.